What's up, everybody? Talking share with Michal. I have a new exciting guest. Post Corona times, almost everything's normal. My friend Ray. What's up, Ray? What up? You want to introduce yourself, Ray? Tell, uh, tell me something about yourself, or, or are we just chilling, talking? Not much to say, man. My name is Ray. I've been uh, been with Michal a long time on the on the mats. ITC, and, uh, you know, elsewhere we do, uh, uh, you know, we get intoxicated sometimes, sometimes. on the mat as well. Allegedly, <laughs> always. Uh, if if there is going to be any drug stories, all alleged. There is no real stories here. We're just telling fairy tales. I have an active imagination. Exactly, imagination is number one for us all. Even if you're old, you should have good imagination. But uh, if, if, first of all, Ray, thank you for coming through. I truly appreciate it. Uh, uh, really, really happy to have you. And basically, I know you, like you just said, from ITC. You are a cool guy. And I'm just going to start right away. Hopefully, you will give me some stories. Tell me about hypothetical story when you took DMT. Yo, I told you, like, you, we're supposed to do, we, we're supposedly, if we do it, do, we should do it together. Because I, I only do, I only, I've only done it once with, um, uh, with the Golden Goose. Golden Goose? Yeah. And uh, he got into it and he, he barely told me what to do, man. So uh -huh. I ended up just like staring at one of his paintings mm -hmm. and just watched the whole painting just like move. It was pretty cool, but but, but mm -hmm. he like went deep. He like closed his eyes, turned on the music, and he went like he went somewhere else. And then like when he was done, he was just like, "Woo," <laughs> which is you know, is he definitely like been somewhere. How long? How long was it? Yeah, it was like five minutes. It's pretty short. It was it uh, smoked, smoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the thing where um, uh, he put it on top of he put like the powder on top of the bud okay and then uh we just like we just like smoked it like that like through a through a pipe i know? see but then that's kind of like you know that that's that's kind of like not even like pure because you're burning you're you're smoking like you're mixing bud with it yeah so I, that that kind of changes it i but, hear uh, you yeah you know we gotta, we gotta figure out a thing man. But you never, uh, so basically you don't have any stories to tell, nothing, no exciting experience. Not, not, not regarding DMT. <laughs> you know, Ray, fucking disappointment. But I'm joking, I'm joking. It's a joke. Okay. <laughs> it's a joke. No, Ray, please. I think I told you plenty. Okay. No, not, not about DMT, but me. But, no, no, no. I'm uh, honestly, I'm joking. But if you have no story about DMT, I'm going to tell you my story when I took mushrooms recently. And uh, how, how recently are we talking about? Uh, I don't remember exactly, but it was towards the end of the summer. So, so oh, okay, okay. a while back. Okay. Um, and I actually had an episode about it, so I'm not going to go into details, but I'm going to tell you a long, like a pretty quick uh, story. Basically, I took a large dose of... Uh, hypothetically and it's alleged and all of that stuff kids don't take drugs 
only grandma can take drugs, not kids, because grandma's going to die from COVID. <laughs> I, will, I will not die of a natural cause. I will die of an overdose of my streaming. You know, they should have a t-shirt like that. I will go ham when I'm old, man. <laughs> Literally, write that down and don't steal that fucking idea. This is my and Ray's idea. <laughs> Ray is the first. I'm the second in, in line. The, the, royalty, the, the royalty hierarchy goes like that. Exactly. Uh, but you know, so... I took a large dose, but I didn't weigh it. I have no clue how much it was. I'm pretty sure it was at least five grams. Could have been literally 10 grams. That's hilarious. Yeah. You eyeballed your, your, your shoes. What's that? You eyeballed your shoes. Uh, like like you, you measured it with your eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically. And, you know, because it's a long story, but I had plenty. I had so much I didn't have to weigh. Uh, basically... I had enough, uh, <laughs> allegedly. You, you weigh it not because you're trying to like, you're trying to, you because not because you don't have enough. You weigh it so you don't like eat too much. You have it the other way around. Yes, <laughs> I did not. It, it was not a concern of mine okay, at that okay, moment. Okay. Your only concern was not having enough. Not having too much. Yes, my concern was to be an old man and go ham. <laughs> okay, basically, and. And I, you know, it's difficult for me to say exactly how much I had, but I had a lot. And, you know, long story short. So if that, if the experience would have happened to me, I swear to you, I would not believe it, something like that is possible. I swear to you. I was like jumping from dimension to dimension. Literally, I experienced, but, you know, honestly, I don't really know what I experienced. But I believe I experienced some sort of uh, 5D existence. Holy shit, you won't be out. For, you skipped 4D. You know, uh, or, uh, or maybe, you know, sorry, maybe I meant to say 4D. But you know what happened to me? When I got into that sort of experience, I kind of forgot that time even exists. And I swear to you, in my mind, because maybe it wasn't happened in reality, but in my mind... There were moments when time was moving backwards, legitimately, like like you watching a movie and then you hit a reverse. That's how I was experiencing reality. Reality would hit reverse for like 20 seconds and it would be. But, you know, uh, but it wasn't like uh, me and my friends around me were walking backwards, but I was watching fights and the fights were like skipping frames. They would skip five seconds forward, five seconds backwards. And there was moments when the fights would go backwards for like 30 seconds. And, I'm, you know, like, I swear to you, if it wouldn't happen to me, I would not believe it's even possible. And that should happen to me, you know? Uh, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is it, did you, like, as it was happening, were you, were you like, oh, shoot, this is going backwards? Or did you just keep watching at some point, like you just get the deja vu, you're like, wait a minute, I've seen this. Which no, one is it? No, it was, uh, you know, honestly, now when uh, after uh, some time passed, I don't really know. Maybe somebody by mistake hit a reverse button, but, but you know, <laughs> but, you know, because I'm really willing to believe anything really. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be like this extreme thing that just happened. Maybe it was just like a, some stupid coincidence and I didn't realize or something just happened.
But I truly believe it was actually some sort of weird uh, 4D type of experience when I basically time was just a concept and not reality at the moment, you know? So yeah, it was very crazy. But like I was saying, kids be careful with drugs because after that experience, I'm not like I'm for drugs, 100%, but I'm not going ham <laughs> like that anymore. I mean, time definitely like gets fucked up when you're not sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I never went backwards, so that's like something beyond me. But mm -hmm. I have like had times where, like, time definitely disappeared. Mm -hmm. As in, uh, this happened also recently, mm -hmm. like probably just like three, three months ago, four months ago. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, yeah. So I went on a cabin trip. You know, it was like shrooms, mm -hmm. and then fucking. I remember we were, uh, we were we were just watching a ball game, like basketball, mm -hmm. and then we, like we're all just kind of focusing on the game, right? So we're not like distracted. We're watching the game. Mm -hmm. So then, uh, I think it was like what Heat's versus the Celtics or something. Uh -huh. So then we're watching, and then like the Heat's were on a eleven zero run, right? That means they're like for the past eleven points, they scored all of it, and mm -hmm. the other team scored none of it. This mm -hmm. usually like eleven zero in basketball. That usually takes like at least a couple of minutes. Let's say like mm -hmm. four or five minutes, and then fucking, I we still remember we're all watching watching the game, and the, it was like oh Heat's on an eleven zero run, and we're like, oh okay, and all of a sudden the next thing it was oh the Celtics are are now on their seventeen zero run, <laughs> and, and it, it felt uh -huh. like no time like we're just like we all at the same time we're like what the fuck, and we all like looked at each other and was like all right. So, the Heats were just on a 13-11-0 mm -hmm. run, right? The other team. Yeah, the other team was just on 11-0 run, right? So, mm -hmm. what the fuck happened that we never stopped watching? How come uh -huh. all of a sudden, the other team had gone on the 17-0 run? Yeah. That means, the fastest, even in the fastest way this could have happened, like, the team, the other team turns it around to go on a 17-0 run, that, would, that should take another, like, six minutes. So and that means within that, that that six minutes that this thing definitely happened, we all three of us concurrently do not remember it happening. <laughs> like it's all uh -huh. it's just crazy. It's just like wait a minute, where did the last like seven minutes go? Like we were all paying attention. Mm -hmm. So time get like real like strange and fucked up when you are on. A, you know. I hear you, and you know in general. Time is actually legitimately uh, bendable and it depends on uh, whoever is perceiving it, like the way you experience time. And the, uh, there is a lot of things to time that's not solid. Uh, we, we perceive time this and that way. We have calendars, whatever. But uh, there is this, uh, it's not a theory, it's, it's actually proven. If you uh, travel fast, like if you move fast through space and time, you actually tra you're literally traveling in time. And uh, uh, Einstein was saying this, for example, right? Literally having a car and you, let's say, going from Flushing to Bronx or whatever, it doesn't matter, right? If you're having a car, you're traveling at, uh, in time because if you wouldn't have a car and the, let's say only way of transport would be walking let's say that half an hour ride would be three hours you know 
So literally, as you using a car, a car is a time machine. You know, you're saving yourself two and a half hours mm -hmm. because you have a car. Sure. And it's legitimately traveling in time sure. through thanks to technology. Sure. And all of this stuff works like that. If uh, hypothetically you're moving in the speed of light, then you're traveling in time, you know, in like way more efficient way. And it's legitimate uh, by, by, you know, I don't really know the exact details, but it, it is like a legitimate travel in time, you know. So, and I believe, I don't know what's happening when you get uh, some sort of uh, effect from drugs, because I also felt a uh, slower time when I would get high on weed, for example. Sure. So, but there, there is definitely something to time that's not set in stone. I don't think time, even as a concept, is uh, something like it's a commodity that's always stable. You, you seen like uh, uh, what's that movie called? Uh, Interstellar, right? I know what you're talking about. That that was a mind fuck. Uh, yeah. It's like, do you, do you remember? Do you remember the end? Where he spoiler like his, alert, his spoiler daughter. alert, spoil yo, Interstellar is from like 10 years ago. But hold on, yeah. hold on, because I'm not sure if it, if we're talking about the same movie. Uh, so we're doing spoiler alert, right? So basically, he was saving himself, right? Or no, no, he was saving the world, but but ba basically, all those uh, visions of ghosts, this and that, it was him, right? Uh, no. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like Interstellar is the one he, where... Um, they traveled in... Tell me, please, tell me like uh, a it was like gist they, of it. They, um, like the Earth is like kind of go to... Sh it's like in the set in the um, near distant future. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so then the Earth is going to shit and they have to kind of find the next planet to, um, uh, you know, to like stay at. Mm -hmm. uh, the, ne the next planet that humans can colonize so you know people like human being as a species can survive uh-huh and um yeah basically uh the guy that uh matthew mcconaughey plays is the you know the uh, astronaut going on a mission to find to find these planets with you know a couple other mm -hmm. astronauts like uh Anne hathaway and uh they and like at you you remember I think we're talking about the same movie. I just don't really remember the whole entire movie, but I I know that uh, there was moments in the movie where he saw like a vision, some ghosts moving through, like helping him, or some sort of like it was like a radio signal, and, oh, and he yeah, saw, yeah, yeah. and it was basically him. Yes, it was him. And that was a fuck like the biggest mind fuck of my life till today. I don't really understand like I kind of get the concept but at the same time I don't understand the concept and that's basically what I'm talking about is yeah. that the time is actually kind of fucking difficult to understand it's it's not uh, something like because you see like we go our whole everyday life and we don't men, many people don't really think twice about time it is what it is but it's not what it is it's constantly shifting, moving, and the, it's uh, fluctuating. I, mm, I don't know. I think like normally, where we are now, time is pretty stable. It's just like when it gets like 
when you're pushing the bounds of physics, mm-hmm. that's when it gets like crazy. Or but, when you take drugs. <laughs> but you know, let me give you another example because that's actually a very good example. You, for sure you had a situation when you, let's say maybe not necessarily car crash, but let's say you are about to crash your bicycle into a wall. Or your life flash. Yeah, <laughs> and everything slows the fuck down. Like those 10 seconds to feel like, I don't know, half a minute, a minute. And that's literally you experience time in a different, uh, like a, in a different dimension. Mm-hmm. I believe that because, uh, so you see, like uh, my kind of this description of being high is that you are experiencing more, like you actually experiencing more in a shorter amount of time. Uh, yeah, your brain is in overdrive. Yeah. So time seems to be passing faster. Or, like or slower. Or slower? Oh, okay. Either, either faster or slower because people experience in many different ways. But basically, like for, for me, right? When I'm high, I experience more uh, in the same, like, so the same span of time. I experience more. I forgot exactly how to describe it, but maybe if it comes back to me, uh, I will tell you. But basically that idea that when you are in this life and this situation, everything slows down. I kind of feel similar when I'm high, like uh, I can ingest more information in a shorter amount of time, basically. And that's how I describe it. So, yeah, it's um, I don't know. I'm definitely convinced that time is not stable and it's constantly not not stable it's only the way we perceive it basically what do you think time itself is unstable but only the way we perceive it is stable so it's also not stable the way we perceive it time has a like a uh you know is time ever in a in a state where it doesn't change uh you know once again time is a mind fuck because in some ways i kind of believe time doesn't even exist Actually, you know what? yeah time is a concept that we kind of make we kind of make up right yeah it's kind of like like math you know yeah exist but we we made it up we made it basically we, it's a system that we made up to help our life but it's not like a it's not really like a real thing, right? Yeah, I. It's not like agree. you know how like stuff that's like real that you can't like that you can't really like it's not made up. Obviously, it's something like um like just like physics, right? Mm-hmm. Just like gravity. Yeah. Or like. Do um, you believe in gravity, Ray? Shit, we're getting there. Fuck. <laughs> tell me, tell me. Shit, why, why look, did you mention look, gravity? No one's, no one's ever. <laughs> have you ever seen gravity? Never I've seen, never seen but I felt it though, sort of, you, I, as an you, idea. You allegedly felt it. I agree, allegedly, because you know. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh fuck. Just put it on the side. Put it on the side. That's it. Yeah. Try, Ray, Ray, try not to move it too much. Oh, <laughs> it's all good. It's all. But you know, uh, gravity. So honestly, I'm kind of scared that we got onto this subject because uh, some people might not really. <laughs> <laughs> like what I'm gonna say, but I believe with you. Like I believe you are actually very correct. Actually, gravity, 
you know, and I'm speaking out of my ass, but as I believe gravity never was 100% proven, you know, and we assume gravity is real, but there is some other ideas. Some people say, for example, buoyancy. So it's not gravity, but it's buoyancy. And, you know, I'm really speaking out of my ass. I'm just uh, exploring ideas here. I don't really believe it or disbelieve it. It's just to me, it's very interesting that some people say, you know, gravity has never been proven. And so the, like, like the only idea different from gravity that I know is buoyancy. So basically we are heavier than air and we stick to the ground, right? We And basically that's the idea. If let's say, uh, I don't know, like right now, I would really have to think about what to say, but people say, let's say gravity pulls us to the ground all this time. And if suppose it pulls everything constantly to the ground, right? So, but honestly, whatever. Tell me something, tell me something about it. You're talking about like um, the way basically, um, the way right now they kind of explain gravity to you in like the, I guess the, like the quantum mechanics sense is uh -huh. they put like a ball on top of like a sheet, right? Yeah. And then the sheet, the, obviously the ball, like a lead ball or something, the lead ball will make the sheet like, will sink in the middle of the mm -hmm. sheet. And if you put like tiny balls, like around the, around the, the ball that's, that's like sunk on the sheet, the, yeah. the, the little balls will like go in circles. Like, you know, it'll, it'll slowly roll to the bottom, but go in mm -hmm. like circles if you do it right. And that's, that's kind of like, it's kind of explaining why, like, uh, like, like the way a planet revolves around like a star. Right. And that's how like yeah. the gravity works in that sense where, where, you know, the, 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 the heavier mass is just pushing down the fabric. It's supposed to be like a fabric of time, whatever the fabric. Mm -hmm. And then the ball is supposed to go around. Like that's how gravity works. It's just being pulled, down, pulled down by this, like, mm -hmm. by, by this, like, uh, Imagine um, uh, you know, uh, this like sunken, sunken thing. But is, is, is that what you're talking about? Is that? Yeah, like, I hear you. And you actually describe it very well. And I know what you're talking about. That that model, I wonder what they call that model. Uh, but the issue is, so for example, obviously when we're talking about gravity, the earth is so much bigger than us. Uh, you cannot really test it real life. You cannot have like a test subject that's size of earth and tested real life and really figure out how this works because we our scale is just too small and there's a lot of things but you know i'm really skeptical with gravity because and once again the example i'm gonna give it's not one to one ratio because i'm talking about like a tennis ball right but the issue with gravity is like so people tell you earth spins rotates and spins at the same time right and so that's the idea gravity wait, is wait, hold on, hold on. Uh -huh. earth, oh you mean like spins spins around the sun spins around, okay, got it, got it. and rotates sure, at okay, the same time it, uh -huh. so and yeah it's a it's a different scale, right? And supposedly gravity is the answer why the water stays in place uh, on the ball. Because let's say in real life, if you put water on, on a ball, it's not going to stay on a ball. Mm -hmm. Not, not even, not, never. Sure. It's not going to fucking happen. Sure. 
and but what I'm saying, it's a different scales and I cannot say it for sure. That's like a valuable argument, but it's a very interesting argument because in real life, there is no way water is going to stay on a spinning ball in, in smaller scale. Doesn't that prove gravity? <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it may be, maybe it does. Or maybe gravity is like a convenient uh, explanation for, uh, for spinning white water, ball. For why water stays on yeah, a spinning why, ball. Why the fuck water sticks to a spinning ball? You know? And you, so, yeah. What do you well, think? Well, it sounds like right now you're, you're uh, arguing for gravity. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing for gravity. What I'm saying is... Gravity is an interesting thing, and I believe even scientists cannot prove it uh, in like a definite way that actually gravity is truly real. But I could be speaking out of my ass. Ray, please don't, don't do that, oh, please, because you're making noise. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> All right, but then it's like, I, I feel like this is like a pointless, pointless argument. Just like how, like, um, like Eddie Bravo, like someone like Eddie Bravo, Eddie who, Bravo. Like, who like argues about like space and satellites and all that shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a stupid like argument. Cause, cause it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Cause like scientists is mm -hmm. using this like framework already to solve problems. Like scientists and engineer, they came, they came up with this framework of what, like in what gravity is. And what like spaces, right? Mm -hmm. Or like, or like, um, that, uh, let's say if you're a flat earther, scientists mm -hmm. have used the earth being round and, you know, has that fact in their framework mm -hmm. to like, to further science, to further their own studies and to build shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's been working. So it's like. Why does a fucking like it doesn't matter even if like oh well they can like it doesn't matter to keep going like well you can prove it you can prove it you can could, could like keep pushing them to be like oh prove this prove that prove mm -hmm. that like at at some point they're gonna be like I I don't know how else I can prove it to you but I just know that my my theory or what I'm using as the crux mm -hmm. of my of my like framework or my ideas is is contributing and it's working yeah. So like, so it's like, what's the point of like, keep asking like, like, oh, what, but then what about this? Are you lying about that? Why can't you explain that? You know, because it's, it's, they're already doing something useful. Yeah. They, you know I mean? they, they using the, this, as you said, they're using this in their model and they're applying it like, to real I, life. I, I, yeah. As in like, if. I believe if you get like Eddie Bravo in a room with like fucking let's say um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm -hmm. that shit will still go nowhere. Okay, I it, agree. It is, you can give them fucking three days, like they yeah. like three days just to like talk and argue. It's not gonna go anywhere. You're never gonna convince like Eddie Bravo, but but you know <laughs> we're still we're still uh -huh. using the science. Mm -hmm. Like like people are still using the science to like do do shit do like everyday. You know, and to, also to, technology. To, run our, to run our daily lives. So mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter. Like I don't like there's no point like going down this like rabbit hole with like you know with like Eddie Bravo or whatever. Or like, you know, it's just 
it's, it's pointless you know that's why I, I understand what you say and in many ways i agree because i've i've been into rabbit hole of flat earth yeah and believe it or not they have actually some interesting ideas but i i am convinced flat earthers um, they not uh, they not on the right path uh, and there is couple questions so one question which in my opinion is like the most intriguing what the fuck because they keep on saying space don't exist so where the fuck comets come from uh you know i, I don't know what they say comets come from yeah and the, and i don't i i wonder if they have an answer because i'm pretty sure comets and the like space uh, debris impacts are pretty fucking provable and they are all over the earth all over the moon and all all over different uh, celestial bodies so how do they explain that and even that alone in my opinion already it throws like a wrench in their whole story you, you, you know what you know what anybody will say what listen i don't know i'm just asking questions okay <laughs> i understand <laughs> you know i'm just you you explain to me <laughs> you know exactly no but you know i actually agree with a lot of things what he says because he's not telling people oh the flat earth is real he just says look into it think about it he doesn't say it's real and that's and that i that's why i i respect him for it like, because he's not really indoctrinating nobody he just says oh i looked into it and the story doesn't add up and i really respect that in my opinion uh, science is supposed to be about questioning and supposedly you know we already figure everything out and we should not be questioning no more you know well well because like you know science is kind of like um the way we see it now it's like kind of a building block right you kind of want to build mm -hmm. one story at a time one floor at a time yes and it's like we will go nowhere if we have to like every time we have to go from ground up from ground zero to all the way up be like oh is every part of this like it's like real is it, and, is and, it i mean you, you, yeah. you probably could but It'll take way too long. And besides, Eddie Bravo is not like a fucking credible. He's not a scientist. He's he's not trained in fucking like science. You know what I mean? He's but, a high jujitsu practitioner, high all the time, as far as I know, yeah. allegedly. And then, like the <laughs> the thing that bothers me the most about Eddie Bravo is like his disbelief is not based. Like if you listen to him, his mm -hmm. disbelief is not based on actually like being curious and not believing. He's he's not disbel he's disbelieving out of like a sense of revenge because why is time, that explain every time you hear him right he'll tell you the story oh yeah my first the, my, my first experience is when somebody told me not everyone's catholic uh-huh and i was like wow everyone they told me <laughs> you know, the my church was telling me oh catholic <laughs> is the way everyone's catholic and not catholic is mm -hmm. it like not everyone believes in catholic uh -huh. Mind is blown. so and then you know that that was his that'll be his first story it's like and the motivation like the more the more of that, of that story is he's pissed off that somebody didn't tell him the truth or lie to him mm -hmm. no one even lied to him by the way he's just fucking like fucking stupid and, like, <laughs> no one told excuse him, me I'm ray sure. ray ray that this opinion is only of race not mine no, no, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna beat him whatever but, please but, <laughs> keep on going keep on going 
No, because he, he's only like, um, yeah, it's like, I'm sure no one in his church told a five-year-old, own, there's only Catholics in the, in the world. He fucking assumed that and fucking like got owned. And then now he's mad. Like, oh, I hear basically, you. and then what's, what's the second thing? Uh, oh, that is probably like, I don't know, JFK assassination. And like, also weed. Oh, weed, sure. Oh, you know what? I'll give him the weed. But, yeah. but, but all the, like, I heard all his, like, indignation, like, shit that caused him to believe mm-hmm. in, like, Flat Earth. And I fucking don't give him credit for most of them. Like, like. But, one second, right? I agree with pretty much everything you're saying. But so the, the thing oh, is, sorry, sorry. Can I just he's, yeah, sure. So, uh, what I'm trying to get is basically all. After listening to all his like not believing story, mm-hmm. he's only not believing in um in like he only believes in flat Earth, or you know in his work he he's only not in believing in the quote unquote official story. Yes, because he's exactly. like he's he, his attitude is basically oh I've been hurt too much in the past past mm-hmm. don't don't blame me okay mm-hmm. I've been hurt too much I'm not gonna trust nobody anymore. He's not doing it out of like. Oh shit! I want to discover shit for myself. I'm like, I want to have like a scientific mindset. He, mm-hmm. Like he's he's disbelieving out of revenge. So he came and he came and used the argument going like, "Look, I'm just trying to find the truth. No, you're fucking not. You're just mad that you felt lied to." <laughs> That's, That's funny. That is funny. I wonder. I wonder if your hypothesis has any merit. <laughs> but what mean, I'm telling you. I, Anyone who's like heard yeah. enough of his podcast mm-hmm. and heard his stories sh- should notice this. Uh, you're making a lot of sense, but I'm not sure if uh, your point that you know he's like sour after uh, about the whole experience. That's exactly why he's uh, against official story. Could be. It's an interesting point. I'm not saying no, but I would say there is more to it. And he, he, like you said, uh, his first thing was Catholic Church. You know, uh, what was my first? Like, obviously, there's a lot of things uh, that changed my perspective at uh, reality that I knew. But, uh, and there's many things. But one thing that definitely changed my mind about conspiracies. You want to go into conspiracies or no? Okay. So one thing that changed my mind about conspiracies. So all this 9-11. And I'm going to say right away. I don't know what the fuck happened. Oh, fuck. I forgot. Eddie Bravo was. That's his main thing, actually. 9-11. Yeah, go ahead. Exactly. And, Uh, you know, uh, so 9-11. When I was a kid. I believe the official story 1 million percent. I would never question till I was 18 wait, years wait, old. Sorry, sorry. Mia, by the way, how old were you during 9-11? I don't remember. 13, I believe. Okay, all right. I believe. Because that's important. That's like yeah. the reference, like when it happened, I think could affect like your... your... All right, go ahead, go ahead. Of course, yeah. And yeah. you know, Ray, let me tell you this. Uh, truth... You know, truth is really depending on how you see it. And uh, not a lot of things actually are like ultimate truth because truth is relative to many things. And it's not you cannot say, oh, this is the truth. Right. You know, even like religious idea. Joe Rogan has this bit. uh, I don't really remember. But you see, like religion has been going on for thousands of years and nobody really has no answers. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I'm against religion. I'm actually very sympathetic towards religion. But my point is this. 
So there is people studying this for thousands of years and nobody has answers. So, you know, that's one of the points that I'm making. There is no, like, maybe there is ultimate truth, but we don't really have ultimate truth at the moment, as far as I know. And let me get back to 9-11. So when it happened, I completely believe the official story. It, it was the terrorists that did it. They trained. They learned how to fly the fucking plane. And then they flew the plane like a fucking hawk. Like nobody can play, fly that plane like that. But they could. But whatever. doesn't matter. My point is this. When I saw some sort of documentary movie, I don't remember exactly which one it was. I believe it was Fahrenheit 9-11, but maybe it was another one. And at that moment, I was completely convinced, like there is no way it was terrorist, end of the story. And then I saw the fucking documentary and, you know, I don't remember the details, but what really like cracked my head open they didn't try to make a point oh this is a conspiracy they just showed facts literally factual things that happened that were never explained you know and i was like what i never knew about any of this shit so it just destroyed my brain and let me just continue because it's kind of important then i was like like i thought i just I experience uh, something that nobody knows, right? Like everybody believes it was terrorists, but now I think the story has way more to it. And I'm, you know, I was working with my dad at the time and I'm like, dad, do you know that maybe it wasn't terrorists who did 9-11? And my dad's like, yeah, I knew all this time. I'm like, you motherfucker. Like, I was like for six years completely blind and you never even told me I, I would want to share that story, you know? So long story short, what I'm saying is nothing is really proven. And in order to have uh, some sort of your own understanding, you have to really look into it. And, you know, Eddie Bravo is very much discredited all over the place. But what he says, look into it, is actually a very good point. Because that's all you can do. If you're not looking into it and you're making your mind up on a subject, you're not doing nobody a service and you're definitely not doing yourself a service. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. What do you, you have to say about that, right? Actually, more interested in what your what your elaborate on what your dad said. Your your dad is your bad your dad believes it didn't happen. My dad was like, Michal, it was Jewish people. That could sound racist, but it's not about ra racism. He truly believes that. <laughs> it's you know, and he was like, you know, Michal, because all the Jewish people moved out of the building. Literally on a day when it happened. How does he know that? Uh, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's accurate. But I believe there is no, something no, to it. Because it's like people our age, we fucking, we look up anything on the internet, right? So it's like yeah. once, if you give us enough time, we will like go into, like we'll be at any rabbit hole, okay? Mm -hmm. But I've, but your dad, I assume is not like super like into, you know, like. Oh yeah, he's like, not. Like the internet and like, and like 
you know doesn't really have a super, like big online like presence right correct so zero how the hell did he how did he get that like all the you know jewish people moved out like how does he know that word of mouth and my point and what that's actually very fascinating because honestly most people don't believe 9-11 uh, was like officially done by terrorists it's just it's like i don't know it's some sort of taboo subject and when you really scream about it then this guy needs a t tin foil hat but that's the thing when you look into that bullshit there is so many holes in that story it's not even funny i don't understand how this is not even you know this shit whatever you know like i'm gonna be the first one to tell you i don't know what exactly happened but whatever the fuck happened whoever the fuck did it that shit should be in the news since the time it happened till today and it's not you know and that's fucking weird all right hold on we since like first thing we need all right whatever i've been watching a lot of true crime First thing a detective does before anything is find suspects with probable cause. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, at one end, you're getting the evidence from the crime scene, whatever. The other end, you're trying to find who has, who, who has the um, uh, probable cause to do this. And you gather information about them and you try to link it together. Right. Mm -hmm. So why in your theory, in your mind, what could be the reason? that they're fake that if neither was fake what's why uh i don't really want to make too many statements but somebody had had a profit off of it and th there is many shades to that story uh afterwards what could be profitable enough to like destroy the fucking you know Ray, Trade center for but that's but that's you know and uh, believe it or I, not, I heard something about insurance money but mm -hmm. i highly fucking doubt like <laughs> no it, it, it actually it is a fact that it's it's a fact i am speaking out of my ass but it is a fact that they actually switched an insurance policy on the buildings very very close to when it happened like very close mm -hmm. and it's not a normal thing they don't do that for buildings like that all the time you know and i don't know exactly how close it was but it was very very close extremely suspiciously close to when it happened and once again it doesn't really happen that you change like insurance policies all of a sudden for such a huge buildings you know so that alone can give you a lot like right away can give you like a huge shade but you know it's a huge can of worms and once again i'm gonna say i'm i'm gonna be the first one i don't know the details and i don't really know what happened but what i'm saying is it the official story does not add up at all not even close mm. you know so that's you know there's so many things to it and if i may uh, i know many people see this as a very stupid argument and i used to see it as a very stupid argument but now it's actually i am convinced it's actually a very good argument so the idea is uh, when the towers fell right they fell into themselves but 
the towers are designed to withhold the weight of themselves all the time and even if you break them in half the bottom half is designed to withhold the weight it cannot just fall into itself because it's designed to withhold the weight and it fell into itself and you know i used to see it as like the dumbest argument ever but now when i'm have better understanding of engineering and like architectural structure that is bad shit crazy it's impossible for that shit it's literally impossible for those towers the top be being broken apart to fall into itself and you know some people say oh it's only a couple thousands engineers saying that yeah but those are engineers they build like they it, design this sort of stuff architects they design this sort of stuff and if they saying it's impossible for this to happen i think you know those people are experts i, I think it's interesting to look into all right well you know i'm not really studying this but what about the other engineers who said this could happen they are paid for 100 <laughs> percent eddie bravo style yeah i i don't care about the others i only care about my side of the story i never i never look into the other one uh, you, know, you know the shit that uh bill burr says on his podcast somewhere it's like people just look online to look for i i am right oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's like uh, uh refo reaffirming your own beliefs Actually, yeah even if you have you ever done like a research project or something like yeah. in school and then you're just like sometimes you you look for data obviously you're looking for things that support your hypothesis but sometimes you run to shit that's like against it you accidentally come across re when you're researching something mm -hmm. that's like totally against what you've been working on you're just like put that in a shelf oh, yeah. that you never oh, oh, you open. change the numbers around that minimizes the conflict and make and keep making yourself look like it's yeah kind of, it's kind of like that yeah like, that it, and i don't know honestly all this conspiracy stuff it's but what i want to uh, like the way my my perspective i don't need to force conspiracies on nobody but the point i'm making and i'm always saying this look into things question things because that's and that's the basics of science questioning so how the fuck we are ending up in a place in time where nobody uh, and you know nobody i'm generalizing but literally huge numbers of people ain't questioning shit because google is telling them everything but, but honestly though it's like you sometimes you do have to like you have to trust the experts because um let's say in this you know i'm not i i don't really look into like you know the structures in terms like 9 11 the structure or whatever mm -hmm. but just think about it like the people who know, would know this stuff is not just any engineer the people who would know the, about this stuff like really know about it yeah would be like structure engineers right a very specific type of engineers mm -hmm. and not i'm pretty sure not all structure engineers is really like uh completely like familiar familiar with this either because there are also many types of structure engineer 
Yes. So the people who actually know what something like this will look like will be a very specific type of engineer, probably like someone who's involved with the demolition, you know, because a lot of structural engineering mm-hmm. is like, you know, they're working on like intact yeah. buildings about, you know, mm-hmm. the inner workings of it. So they don't know. They're How are they supposed to know what a, a plan, what a, you know, a falling, a free falling building will look like? They don't know. And it's like the attitude of going like, oh, just do your own research. Like fucking, you think like, you think how how much time do you think Eddie Bravo has to put in <laughs> to have the to finally get the same amount of knowledge as a demolition fucking structure engineer? Probably you know I mean? the the same it's, amount. It's supposed to take. It's got this shit's gonna take years. You're never gonna do your own research to be as educated as that guy. So sometimes it's mm-hmm. like you you kind of you do have to like trust the you know some an expert in the field. Yes. Right? And you can't just be like oh. Like, oh, you know, they're all paid. They're all paid show. It's like, all of them are paid. What about you go find one that's like, that you believe? Well, I guess he did. He found one that agrees with him. And he's like, oh, see? Yeah. But, but, but I don't I, I, My point is, like, I don't think this whole, like, yo, do your own research thing is, um, you know, on paper, that's, that's, that's a correct thing. That's a correct way to think. Mm-hmm. But... But a lot of people are misinterpreting it. I agree. As as in like, you can't just be like, yo, fuck all the scientists. Like, I don't believe, I don't believe in, uh, you know, I believe in, I, I rather I, believe in flat earth. I rather believe in like, space is not real. I will, I will do my own research. No, I, you're not. You're going to fucking go on YouTube and find fucking Earth to Bay or fucking oh someone yes. that agrees with you. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, and uh, yeah, it it goes both ways. Like you said, uh, you have to question things, but you also have to be uh, skeptical of the people you listen to, because, like you mentioned, YouTube, YouTube is a it's a gold mine, but in order to get to gold, you have to dig through miles of shit, and some people don't really ever find the gold they stop at some sort of golden shit nugget and they think they found gold but they still pay attention to some sort of brainwash shit golden nugget you know so Mm. so i do agree with you and my example is qanon you know and i don't really know about q and i keep hearing about it you know I, i actually don't know what it is I don't know that much either, but I actually was exposed to it. I actually started listening to them, right? So my understanding of Q, right, is that supposedly uh, Donald Trump was like a secret agent that was (laughs) so uh, listen to this, you know, and I could be missing points and facts because I really don't know the whole story. And let me tell you right away, I'm not with Q people. I I used to listen to them, but I'm not with them at all. Uh, But I was listening to them because they had extremely interesting information. And I was really wondering if what they're saying is true or not. So supposedly Donald Trump and his administration or Donald Trump himself is like a secret agent, was a secret agent that inter infiltrated the government and was about to save 
America and the world from evil satanic cult that took over the whole world. The lizard people. The lizard people, the pedophiles. And please don't block my podcast. This is, that's how I make a living. Haha. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> There's not even fucking close to making a living out of this shit. But I love it anyway and I'm gonna keep on doing and please don't take it away from me. But um, so if any lizard people are listening to this, exactly. I, no, I'm, they're not, not. I'm not involved with, uh, <laughs> with Donald. I, I'm very happy with your rule. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Exactly. At least don't kill me. Kill Ray, but don't kill me. <laughs> I'm hey, joking. Listen, I never expose you, my lizard overlords. Please. And I'll never expose you. Exactly. No, but so that's the idea that, you know, and there's a lot of pedophilia involved, all this sort of stuff. And supposedly, he was about to uh, arrest all the evil forces that are in government and at least in United States. And I and I got into it when Corona was really in hype, you know, because coronavirus is an overhyped virus. Anyway, that's my personal opinion. Do you think, <laughs> do you think the lizards are hyping it? Uh, you know, on one hand, I really want to get into Corona, but on another hand, I don't. But oh, this is a, a complicated. This it is, is not answered. Okay, never mind. It is, right. It's so complicated. Uh, but so when I started listening to it, there was a lot of things they were saying. I was like, oh, my fucking God, he's going to save the world. Like I for a second, I believed that. I don't right? understand. What did he do to make people think that he's trying to save them? You know, the way I was looking at it, because he all because I look at him both ways. Either he's with elites and he always been and he works for them or he saw how elites operate and he was like, no, fuck that. I'm going to go against them. I'm just going to pretend I'm with them. And, you know, if for a second, it kind of made sense to me, like, oh, shit, maybe that's really what's happening. And I was like. I was kind of with the boat of like I was for a second I was on the boat of Q. But then what got me really quickly off of the boat was that the people that talk about it they like the shit's about to break down next week. And then next week nothing happens and they like the shit's about to break down next week. And then that doesn't happen. And it goes for months. I swear to you, every single week, they like, next week it's going to happen. Doesn't happen. And, you know, so I stopped watching, listening for like half a year. And I'm like, just out of curious, uh, curiosity, however you say that word. I'm like, let me listen to what they say. And the guy's like, this shit's about to go down next week. Trust the plan. I'm like... I don't trust the plan after um, a month of you repeating the same shit over and over and you st how anybody even believes this bullshit you just i don't know like they playing the same song for eight months straight and nothing's happening you know mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like and i'm gonna be the first one to admit it for a second i got fooled but i'm not a complete damas i think for myself and, you know, when things don't add up, I'm like, okay, this doesn't make sense, you know? One of my coworkers actually did that. One of my coworkers was like, after election, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, Biden won, right? So then, like, a week... Uh, allegedly, allegedly. Okay, guess, <laughs> like, a week before Biden's inauguration, he's like... Uh, oh, my, my boss says, I'm like, oh, in a meeting, oh, you know, when, when, you know, when Biden becomes president, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know, if it, if it even happens... We'll see next week. <laughs> like, yeah, he he literally said something like that. Like, so yeah, I've, you I've know, seen. because supposedly the plan was uh, during the inauguration, all of the Biden and his crew supposed to be uh, arrested by military Yo, force. Bro, that if that really happened, that's actually scary as fuck. Yep. Can you imagine? Yep. Like, fucking inauguration like it will stop and then fucking a, a military coup happens Dude, yep that's fucking that's why i'm to fucking myanmar was oh yeah the, <laughs> you know i don't know many details about that place but that's very interesting i need to research uh, because i you know i literally disconnected from news completely i i know the the coup happened and military took over but i don't really know exactly do you know any further details about it uh, I don't know. It's just uh, you know, cause uh, the uh, the pres the. I guess they just didn't trust like the the president, like mm-hmm. the person who got elected. Uh. I think they were cause she had an election like not too long ago. I think I don't think they were like the military was expecting her to win. Mm-hmm. They're they're probably just like ah oh, she probably won't win, and then if she doesn't win will keep the power but then if i mean they still keep the power even if she does win but i guess maybe she she's like they suspect that she won't be she won't listen to them as much yeah. anymore cooperate so so yeah because i think their their constitution has like some kind of um like special like emergency clause where it's like basically it lets them do whatever they like they can in the name of like emergency they can do whatever you in, like whatever they want like oh kind of how, kind of how like the police are here now it's, it's like, it, like, like 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 the police here they can always just be like uh uh you're uh uh what, what was that thing called something uh they found mi- the police some, something misconduct a, po- a police basically like can't arrest you for not listening to them right i hear you like if they can just say oh you're you're like misobedience yeah you're interfering with that work they can just say that and arrest you like like for anything so so uh, the point is um they basically used some sort of loophole sort of uh well it's like a built-in loophole like they Mm -hmm. could they could always do this but it just will uh it'll give them a bad name Oh yeah. So they tried no to, doubt. they try to not do it, but now I guess they feel they felt insecure enough to uh you know to just take go, shit to, over. Just go for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh can I ask you you were born you are Chinese, right? Uh yeah. You are born there or no? No, no. I was uh I was actually born here, but I went uh-huh. back to Taiwan uh like not too long afterwards. Like mm-hmm. I I, and I went to school there until I was in like the fourth grade. Then, oh, wow. then, then I came back here. Yeah. T- tell me your experience and what do you notice? What's the like a biggest difference between China and US? Yeah, basically, give me some some something about it. Biggest difference between 
um, between China and the U.S. Well, I don't know because I don't know what you mean because like I grew up in Taiwan, uh-huh. so that's kind of a different thing. And, Taiwan and, is more modern, right? It's it's uh, yeah. In, in general, it's like a little mm-hmm. bit more uh, developed because in China it's like gigantic, and there's like how like, big like, is like, it? It's how fucking, how big? It's this fucking big. Big uh, bigger like, than than like the size United of the US. States. The size of US, Same. Yeah. Okay. But the thing with China is like it can go from like it could be really 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 shitty mm-hmm. to like really 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 modern it's like if you're in shanghai versus you're in some like really like low tier like village yeah it's like a huge difference where, where and everything in between you know what i mean but while in taiwan it's more like everything is a little bit more like averaged out mm-hmm. more modern i think you but was... so, so i'm saying like because you know i kind of grew up in taiwan when i was like from like a toddler to like elementary school mm-hmm. and i only went to china to live for about like two years like recently, just, just recently. right yeah how so, was so that it's like, are you talking about like china or are you talking about like taiwan uh you know i'm very ignorant ray so i'm excuse my ig- ignorance i do understand that uh, taiwan is uh, almost like a difference like almost a different country right correct uh well technically we are different country because like in every sense of the word uh, like in every sense of what the word sovereign means mm-hmm. taiwan really has it at, at like so then if you're gonna like have a definition of a, of a sovereign nation and you have a checklist taiwan basically checks all of them I it's just it. like china the chinese government bullies the world to like not uh, not admit it i understand you know I mean? yeah it's like all right do not do not put like an embassy in Taiwan. Do not have like, uh, you know, official like foreign like exchanges. You know, have like exchange of like dignitaries and all that, and we will trade with you. So then, what mm-hmm. other country does is like, oh, okay. So I'm not gonna call it an embassy. I'm gonna call it. I'm not gonna call it like a counselor, consulate, or embassy. I'm gonna call it like. They were just using another word. To, like mm-hmm. like they're all still in like contact with Taiwan, but they just have to name everything differently. I understand. And then and then Taiwan can participate in like the UN, the, all the UN stuff, mm-hmm. and like you know World Trade Organization and all all the all the mainstream international stuff. So, uh, yeah, in that in that sense, ta- like so you know Taiwan is its own country. In one sense, but not like you know offici- not official. officially like a lot of countries won't admit it because yeah. china will stop trading with them mm-hmm. you, you know i i'm really you know i cannot relate 100 percent. but back in the day poland used to be under uh, regime of uh, russia let's say right sure and it used to be like that everybody knew that poland is poland but it was kind of russia and you couldn't really say it's Poland, you know, it's like, see, that's even different because that's what China is trying to do. Like mm-hmm. if China incorporates Taiwan, like successfully incorporates Taiwan under its rule, then there's nothing to say. Then, then yes, uh, Taiwan is part of China. But mm-hmm. the problem is like Taiwan right now has its own president, has its own like government, like the mm-hmm. government does not listen to like any orders from Beijing does not like, like no one in Taiwan has to listen to. So, mm-hmm. it's 
So it's not even in that case. You know what I mean? So it, it, imagine it would be the same case if like the Soviet Union, uh, says Poland is part of the Soviet Union Union, without actually conquering it. Yeah. That that then that would be the situation. It's mm-hmm. like if Soviet Union didn't conquer Poland first and be like you're part of the Soviet Union, and if you if you declare you're independent, then we're gonna we're gonna invade you, and then. And imagine the Soviet Union tells everyone around Poland to be like, Poland's not a country. You have to say officially that Poland is part of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. or we we stop trading with you. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be like that. You know what I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. Uh, tell me, how was your experience when recently you came back uh, to China, uh, Taiwan? Right, you were. In well, I was in both. I was in both Taiwan and China. Like, uh uh-huh. Back and forth. I see, but you actually went to work there. P- please give me some sort of insight. How was that working life in there? What did you do, I, if, I, I, if you I, I don't learned, mind I, telling I, I, me? I learned that um, Chinese people can take a lot more shit than Americans. At work? Uh, as in like, let's, let's say amount of work. Uh-huh. The amount of work, uh, like, like the amount of work uh, they, 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 they take a lot of, they do a lot more work and it's like the norm for them. I see. So let's say hour, 40 hour actually, week. Not, even, yeah, just, actually, I, I, I wouldn't even say qual- like that in terms of qual- like amount of work or quality of work is the time spent at work. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, it's like insane. I mean. So uh, let's but, but say one, comparing to 40 hour week uh, here over there is what me, 80 see, hour week. Let me tell you the schedule of their of like, let's say a high school student, mm-hmm. the schedule of a high school student. Okay. Who's in like a, any semi decent school in China, let's say high school student. Well, this is their schedule. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be a little changes, but trust me, it's not going to veer off like far off. So, um, they wake up at about 5.30, maybe 6. Mm-hmm. That's very late, okay? You eat, you you know, wash up, you know, get ready. That probably takes like 15 minutes. And by the way, uh, you're probably dorming. What's that? I, I'm not... No, uh, you're probably living at the school. So you're oh, in a okay. dorm. okay. So, so you are in your, the school. Your, your prep time, the 15 minutes to prep, includes fighting other students. To oh, for, for your for you know space and for mm-hmm. water for all that shit okay, all right wow. and then you get to the classroom probably by like six thirty or something, mm-hmm. and then you do like one hour or one hour or so of like self studying, you know you can't sleep you have to be there pregame yeah, to, pregame before be study yeah so then you know they have class all throughout the morning they they have one I believe fifteen minute break at around like ten thirty. And then you know they go back to school. They go go back to class, and their lunch is at like twelve, twelve thirty. It's probably around twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. And then they have a. So in China, everyone takes like a, like a lot of people take like an afternoon nap. So okay. in China, they have a, like their standard lunch hour is like probably like one and a half hour, two hours, but that's like. Uh, that's like a nap. That's including a nap. So mm-hmm. a lot of like a lot of Chinese like. People, they take naps like, uh-huh. like it's kind of like that's interesting it's, it's way more like accepted it's basically just common there mm-hmm. okay uh okay so basically the the kids they eat 
mm-hmm. and then they you know they they go eat take a nap so then they get they go back to school at 2 2, mm-hmm. 2 p.m they study they get another 15 minute break at around three something four and then they study all the way until like six thirty seven. oh they have, wow they have a 30 minute dinner mm-hmm. and then they go back to class what and they need they go to their they mm-hmm. like all the class ends at around like eight or nine and then you do another hour or so of like self-studying until 10 o'clock oh wow and then so you know you're up from 6 a.m to 10 mm-hmm. p.m and that's at least the school that i was at mm-hmm. it was um this was a this was 13 days 13 days out of 14 days so every two weeks you get one day off and what do you do in your day off you fucking you do whatever you do whatever you do whatever but you are free you are free but then so basically if there's no like national holiday or whatever every month you get two days off maybe oh, three shit. maybe three Sounds so nice. that's that's how they grew up okay wow so that fucking eventually that kind of carries over work it's like overtime and shit it's like very very common so you say work is similar to school to uh, well, I, I only said the school story to to let you know that they said they've, tra- they've been they set you up they've been trained to be treated like this like mm-hmm. chinese students when they're growing up they've been you know trained to treat like to be treated like this since they were fucking a baby a teenager yes you know what once again i'm very ignorant about china but i saw some documentaries and you know what really interests me i saw some sort of documentary about uh, the issue with kids uh, not uh, uh, not uh, at some point uh, chinese uh, families only could have one kid right oh, yeah. uh, is this still going on or uh, now, now they're having the opposite problem where no one like no one has no one wants to have kids mm-hmm. so they're actually encouraging people to have at least or two more. kids two kids now i see you know but what really interests me because what i saw in that documentary i i would not even really imagine the situation was like that but another thing that really interests me uh, all the interviews uh, where people were talking about their situation kids family you know uh, what they were talking about they just speak about propaganda. Nobody's even hiding propaganda. They're like, yeah, they feed us propaganda and we're supposed to believe it. And yeah, it's normal. Government just give us propaganda and they tell us it's a it's propaganda for us to follow. And basically it's right in the open. Is it, would it be like that where you've been or? Yo, propaganda is like, it's super in your face. It, it, uh-huh. It's just like, everywhere you go like in the streets there are like you see signs like like really like really like obvious propaganda uh-huh. it's like oh it'll, it'll be like a red banner in the middle of like some square or whatever it'll be like oh uh you know follow the it'll be like slogan stuff like uh, oh, oh follow the party and you'll do fine or like you know you know the mm-hmm. pr- as you know the party is always right or like something something like oh Xi Jinping blah 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 he's gonna mm-hmm. you know he he will, he will lead us to blah 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 it's like 
it's oh, just no, prevalent. It's, it's just prevalent. Stuff you look at, and you're like, wait, are we? Am I in North Korea or like? Am I like, in like the U.S. in the like during the Cold War? Like mm-hmm. this is so like this is so not like. So it's just so unnatural. It's like, what age am I in? Like you're putting out this kind of fucking obvious propaganda. Okay, but you, as far as I know, it's it's completely r- right in the open because propaganda, for example, in this country, propaganda exists, and pr- in some ways, maybe it's as strong as in other countries. But they're, but they're better. Uh, but uh, they are hiding see, it. Here's the they are deceiving us because the, some people will argue that because. Uh, like propagandists in China or in like, you know, another like North Korea or whatever. It's so obvious mm-hmm. that you rather have that than let's say the U.S. where propagandas are very well hidden, right? Yes. It's like, they so they use that as an argument as like, oh, you know, see, mm-hmm. it's not that bad in China. It's not that bad in like these countries uh-huh. or whatever. But that's not true. It's like, would you rather live in the, let's say you're a store owner, right? Mm-hmm. Would you rather live in a society where a thief who comes to your store has to like he has to steal from you? He has to like pull like pull one over you. He has to hide his stuff when stealing. Or do you want a guy who goes <laughs> to your store and just <laughs> takes take some shit, look you in the face and be like, I'm stealing this and walk away? <laughs> like what kind of world like I'd rather be the you know, I'd rather them have to steal it from me, right? Mm-hmm. And not be in my face about it. Like I'm telling you, that makes a mm-hmm. difference. Like, it you does. don't want to live in a society where the government could just be like, eh, we're, we're, we're going we're to do whatever. Uh, there's nothing you can do. Uh, th- I'm going to put out this release. It's a lie. You know it. I know it. But what are you going to do? Uh, it, when, mm-hmm. when, when they don't have to care about it, that's, we're, up to the, we're, to a, we're up to a place where they're basically just saying, what are you going to do? I hear but you. We're, but then our society, we're at least at a point where like they have to hide it from us. Because if they like, if they're too obvious about it, they pissed off enough people. We're fucking voting somebody. Like someone's getting voted out. Hopefully, right? hopefully, Just, Joe Biden. Like, like <laughs> I like government has to. I I rather mm-hmm. live in a in a society where the government has to try to trick us, has to trick us for to mm-hmm. do like fucked up shit. Like, instead of they have unlimited power and they just do whatever they want and they don't have to give a shit whether we believe their lies or not. But you know, you use a very good analogy. I never really considered this because uh, with the store, uh, I'm definitely going to listen to this podcast again because that is an interesting point. But to me, it's not obvious uh, because in some ways, maybe I would rather see that motherfucker take it and be like... <laughs> And give him high five from from stealing from me. But you know, honestly, I like I'm saying, what's happening in China, I'm completely ignorant of, and I know there's a lot of stuff that I don't even understand, and I have no fucking clue what the fuck I'm talking about. But what I want to say, it is true that it, even in all the other countries, supposedly, you know, like. Uh, uh, some people say, oh, this mother country is like. Uh, democracy and this is the way of freedom 
Freedom is an illusion. And what are we talking about? Supposedly there is some some Scandinavian countries, Norway, I believe, or or Denmark, that literally there is like real life applications where people truly choose how they live their lives and how everything goes around them and they are actually making shit happen and they making decisions as a whole but democracy democracy is an illusion whatever i i also don't want to get into it but i want to say something about poland because in poland right everybody knows uh, the government is corrupt as fuck the government doesn't even hide it. People even protest. And and everybody knows. It's not even zero surprise. Old people, kids, everybody knows that government fucks with them. And nobody, like, except some small protest, nobody does shit about it. They just, and I cannot understand at all how the fuck the whole country knows and they all pretend like they know and they saying this like, oh, we are getting fucked over by the government. Oh, this is how they fucking us over. They selling out. So there is huge amounts of Poland literally being sold out to different countries, you know. So uh, Poland used to have like and it still has a lot of natural resources, right? All of that shit's being sold out to other countries. All of it. Day after day, they selling out. So people that were born, lived in the country, and basically they, in big part, they have everything from the country. They selling out their own country for, for like a million dollars or whatever. And all the people, all the population knows about it. And they also even scream about it. But you know, that's where it comes the, the the idea that analogy of the store is that the government is manipulative and also clever enough to f- like kind of mind fuck polish people because polish people in my opinion maybe i'm wrong are kind of like proud people and they are easy to jump to conclusions and they are easy to fight each other and you know what government does Everybody knows that government fucks them over, but they do it. They like do, they have tricks. And basically what they do, they turn people inside the country again. So like, let's say they divide the people. And that's why, uh, in my opinion, that's why there is no real revolution in Poland because although they all know they're getting fucked over, they are distracted by all this other bullshit and they keep and uh, every time when it gets close to revolution they get distracted and they get distracted and nothing everybody knows but nothing's happening (laughs) (sighs) that's um i mean that's what they that's what they do here (laughs) exactly that's what's happening right now at this very moment here like america kind of that is what's happening uh, Poland, Poland, Poland does have like a democracy, right? Yes, correct. Okay, yeah. So, okay, so I, I assume it's very, like, kind of similar to here. It's pretty much the same thing, uh-huh. uh, li- literally the same thing, and also Poland, pretty much 
implemented a US um, frame, framework from... Uh, political framework is similar. But not only political, also... Um, um, uh, how you say? Let's say even if you watch uh, commercials, movie, entertainment, all this sort of stuff is very much Americanized, you know? Sure. Pretty much the whole culture uh, becomes sort of Americanized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we follow because, uh, let's say, 20 years ago, Polish people were not really about um, buying pills and getting in debt. Now they all about buying pills and getting in debt. And that's what's happening here. And that's what has been happening here for a while. You know, so basically, and I don't really want to go too deep into it, but there is something behind it. You know, it's like we, all this shit, obviously things are being run from behind the uh, curtain, so-called. And, you know, and now that's the thing, what you said, maybe it, it is better that they show you, oh, I stole this from you, <laughs> you know? Um, honestly, yo, I feel like everyone, like, everybody in, like, America or a regular, like, democratic country should m move to somewhere like China, like, mm -hmm. a, like move to an authoritarian government and live for, like, at least a few months. Mm -hmm. Then you'll finally, you'll know, like, oh, shit. Like, because, dude, I went kind of like very soon after trump maybe like after trump got elected uh-huh you know that that's when you know people were you know a lot of people are like fuck you know like being disillusioned with democracy you know like, yo, democracy is like it's very it's useless it's flawed how the fuck did this happen uh-huh but when you actually live in authority authoritarian country you're like holy shit this is how bad it could get like we have we don't have it that bad you know oh, I, mean? I agree. So, 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 you know, the point I'm trying to make is when I first went there, I was kind of in the same mindset. I'm like, yo, democracy ain't shit. Look, look at what happened. Mm -hmm. Like, how the hell did Donald Trump like get elected? But then after, like, going, come, going and coming back, is I'm like, all right, fucking, we still got a lot of room to like, like, we we this is still salvageable. At least it's not worth, you know, it's not like what that yeah. is. With the, the, we cannot take it for granted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, the point is, it's like, we might think, we might be dis disillusioned, but it's not that bad yet, and we need to, like, protect this shit. From do you think, worse. do you think we are getting there? Um, I don't know. If, like, the polarization kind of, like, continues, mm -hmm. like, who fucking knows? But, but, I don't know, as long as, like, people, pe um, people have different opinions, and it's, like, not too, and it doesn't get, like, extremely, it doesn't get, like, as contentious or aggressive as, like, I think what is, what's happening, as long as people have different, like, thoughts, different type of, types of thoughts, mm -hmm. we are, we're good, because the, I think the biggest fear is for the government to brainwash everyone to think the same way. Yeah. That that's really what will like 
like lead us to fucking like ruin is that because i think that's what's like what basically is happening in china it's mm-hmm. like they're trying to they're trying to like you know they have open use of propaganda like there's no there's no one to call them out so people within china they're getting bombarded with this shit and then the new generation that's going up is fucking you know they're, they're indoctrinated it's completely indoctrinated like with like very obvious lies about like you know how great like the china's political system is mm-hmm. that uh you know anyone who's trying to fight who's trying to fight for their rights their their like rights as like as like a citizen of china their rights as a human being it they're they're being taught that this is like you know this is like this is, uh like conspiracy by western countries to fuck up the unity of china so they're like oh fuck democracy fuck human rights our whole goal is to you know make china great blah 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 i think like having that is having that and only that voice is fucking dangerous i hear you as long as everyone kind of you know have room to disagree and you're not killing each other over it then we're still in a good place you know, Ray, I'm really, because I've been very concerned with the recent uh, s- situation, and I truly believe, once again, very ignorant of China, but I kind of been thinking about China so much. And one thing that I didn't, like, I realized, but I never really thought about it. China has been an empire for pretty much ever, ever and ever. You know, it's one of the oldest empires ever and it's a very sophisticated culture and very like a embedded uh power within the whole world and now i'm starting to think as all of this is happening i believe china as a country as a culture as a power has roots everywhere and maybe those roots have been everywhere forever but now we're starting to realize and I'm actually starting to think that the world is becoming China. <laughs> what do you mean roots everywhere? So I feel because uh, Chinese culture really goes forever. I, I don't know how ancient uh, Chinese uh, culture is. Do you know? Do you have any idea how many thousands of years? Uh, well, supposedly couple thousand like suppose they were all like it's Ch- based chinese nationalists like really proud chinese people will say five thousand years that's fucking that's a lot fucking, like you know it's kind of bullshit it's, i believe if, it if you can say that about any culture like if you know you're like hey there's people living there right that means the culture started there. but i don't know i i think i think it's fair to say like mm-hmm. two thousand three thousand that's that's as long as christianity and I don't think we have a culture that's that old from nowhere that that's basically has been intact. All right. But then it's like, I also don't like, um, because whatever this is brought up, this point is brought up. It almost always inevitably leads to like, like, oh, proudness. It's like, Uh look, look what we accomplished. It's like, Mm -hmm. we are very proud of this. This makes me better than this makes us our chi- quote-unquote chinese culture better than your culture look at uh-huh. how long we've been here 
I think that's a fucking stupid way to think, man. It's, it's like, um, you know, it's like when you when you make that statement, I want to know like where you're mm-hmm. going before like I agree with you because I see a lot of people who use this like quote unquote fact mm-hmm. in a very like twisted way. I understand, like a super superiority. Superiority. Yeah, a lot of people like to use mm-hmm. it to feel like superior be, or or to make them like self feel better yeah. about like. Like if you if you like talk shit about China, mm-hmm. then I'll be like, yo, we we've been here for five thousand yeah. years, blah blah blah. Like, uh, but you know, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to talk shit about China. I'm just trying to break down the situation, and the way I'm looking at it, I feel China is ruling the world. It's just not official. Uh, in what sense are they ruling the world? Economical. They basically controlling most of the country's economies through their uh, production and exportation right um and they, basically they, they do have you know being the world's factory does give them a lot of like a lot of power in this but i don't think we're quite there yet like the way the u.s is pushing back now i think it's I think if the U.S. leaves, like, doesn't do anything for another, like, 10 years, 20 years, then we would really be in, like, in trouble. But, but, uh, but right now, I don't think we're quite there yet. Um, I don't know, like, just mm-hmm. democracies in general, it's, like, easier to be manipulated by, you know, an authoritarian regime like China or, like, the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. But, um... All right, but then the, the thing with the state in which China is in now, it's like all, they're high. All right, so the, basically the Western countries will always have a trump card over China. Mm-hmm. That trump card, card is the leader, the, the people that are in power in China, vast, vast, vast majority of the top people who hold power in China have massive amounts of wealth and children in western countries australia mm-hmm. fucking us england fucking um, switzerland some shit it's like they have so much money in these western countries and their kids most of their kids are like here mm-hmm. so when you like if if like if i give you my money all my money you know all my bank accounts and if yeah. i give you like Oh, my kids also, you also have my kids. It's <laughs> like, how scared, like, how scared of me should you be? Like, you always have two of the most important things that I have in your hands. Yeah. So it's like, how, like, how much power could I possibly have over you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. So, so I think if anything, like the Western countries do have that, you know, Trump card. So that, so that, so that's as of I, right now yeah so that's why i think like you, you want to say china calls the shot i don't i don't think so like i saw it mm-hmm. like have my my balls are you you're uh, you, you you're literally cupping my balls right now how much power do i have over you, you know <laughs> I mean? no it's it's uh, obviously it's hypothetical but i've been thinking about it a lot and and I'm not trying to make a statement I'm right. I, I, I always say 
I don't listen to me. But what I'm saying is, if you look at a lot of things, and also if you look how things are happening, there is something behind it, you know. But honestly, and you know, I don't want to be in any way critical or disrespectful because I, as I say, China being like the oldest civilization uh, that's continuous and stays together and keeps its culture. I actually see this as a very positive. And, and, and Chinese culture is not like also not like a monolith. It's always mm-hmm. like fucking absorbing. Like the original like quote unquote Chinese culture is probably like the size of like uh, what's like a mid sized state. Let's say like Virginia. It's I probably see. just the size of Virginia that's been expanding since like since like maybe like. Uh, you know, like 500 BC or something. Mm-hmm. So that it, all it does is keeps absorbing the smaller cultures into itself and just call them Chinese. Mm-hmm. Like, so I I think it's hard to say, to call Chinese culture like, oh, this like ancient continuous line from all mm-hmm. the way back. It's constantly like changing and absorbing the like, surrounding cultures. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like an ongoing thing. It's like, I, I just want to take out like, kind of like the mysticism out of it. I understand what you say because, yeah. it, it, for example, like today's Greece is not really Greece from like uh, a thousand or two thousand years ago. It, it's like something, it, it still has some sort of culture, uh, like assimilated with it, but it's not, it's, it's completely something else. It's a modern country. They don't believe in many gods. They don't really believe in Zeus, you know? I, I, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, with, let's say, Greek culture, like Greek philosophy or whatever, mm-hmm. I would like to talk about it, talk about like, um, you know, like the Greek culture in the sense of, oh, what has Greek culture like done for like, for us that we still use now? Mm-hmm. You know, we think like, oh, Greek philosophy, Greek, like, you know, mathematical like, mm-hmm. advancements, whatever. That's something like concrete. We can be like, oh, see, like. Greek, Greeks were awesome. They did this. They like they do. They discovered this thing that we still use to this day. You know, mm-hmm. just something very concrete that you can like you can uh, you can be proud of that you yeah. can like observe uh, like how good it is and not like. But then when you, I don't like how like oh you can you talk about if you talk about Chinese culture you're like oh look at this long history look at mm-hmm. this blah 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 look at look at all those like super look at it's. It, I don't like to look at these like vanity mm-hmm. uh, metrics where you're just like, oh, how long has it been? How big an area? Blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about what is, what's really done. Like I say, oh, uh, let's say like, oh, oh, ch- uh, Chinese culture provided like Taoism, provided this religion, provided mm-hmm. like that, that, that. Like, I like like, spe- you know, like, like specific things that is brought to humanity and not mm-hmm. like just oh it's been here for so long it's so like mis- mysterious yeah, so, so romantic yeah so ro- yeah i don't like to romanticize about you know, that kind of stuff i understand what you're saying yeah it's um but uh, once again uh kind of what i'm saying is respect respect to the whole because once again but i understand your point and it's yeah it's very interesting but you know ray I'm not gonna uh, keep you too long. You still wanna c- continue, or uh, we good? Uh, I'll be 
Do you have any thoughts that you want to finish? No, or? it's a, yeah. Basically, my idea is if you're down, we should do another podcast because we can talk. I'm pretty sure we can talk like three, three, four hours easily. Oh, this is our time. No, no, I think like this has a like a limit. Yeah, you know, it doesn't really have a limit. It, we can talk, let's say, up to two hours, but I've I've been trying to keep it shorter but you know honestly i don't mind i i can keep on talking because uh but it's up to you you want to end it and maybe we we do another one uh, or we we continue because i just wanted to ask you about training your your training life oh. we, we didn't cover no, let's that finish this, man. i don't want let's i don't want to do another like new one let's just can, All we, right. can we run this one long, long? of course <laughs> i got nowhere to go do, do you have anywhere to be because me personally you know i have nowhere to go i'm home okay. you know uh, so basically let's close that story you know it, it was a honestly what i'm thinking like i'm really interested in next couple years how this is going to turn around i don't know if i want to continue it because i don't know but I want to ask you about training. Uh, you've been training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I met you in ITC, International Training Center. Uh, and you also train uh, a little bit kickboxing, right? Please, please tell me something about training. How do you see training? And maybe t tell me something about ITC. Um, yeah, so I've been training for probably I don't know, not like I've been training with you this entire time. I think since like 2014, 13. Like every so gym, every every part of the IT, every part of the gym that I've you've been to every, the old every, one every, too, every period, right? Yeah, every period of time at ITC, you're all, you're always there. Nice, and I'm gone right now, yeah. but I love ITC, Greg. I love you. <laughs> Yo, ITC is awesome. Man. ITC no, is awesome. I don't even know, like, like if I start another school, would I even still be doing it? I don't know. It, I can't even imagine being at another school. But you know, ITC was just like so good, and and like, just in like every way, it's like, just the instruction and the people, like having, like management instructor, like and the 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 training. It's like to get all three, like, so good. And, and it's like, ITC is like, is cheap compared to like, almost everything else. I agree. So it's like just all these things, like all coming together, being like, so like perfect. It's, it's also it's even, just, yeah, I just feel so lucky. It's even convenient location as well. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, it's not like, it's not a city, like, which it will be very inconvenient for me. So. Yeah. And for me, for example, the way uh, the place that's located is very convenient yeah. tell me what got you into training and how did you even got interested how how did you end up doing this crazy bullshit man on man action <laughs> wow legitimately literally literally i'm not trying to be gay i'm just saying the truth <laughs> Well, I started my man on man action. Um, <laughs> that should be that should be like uh, uh, never like mind, I please. Said, like twenty fourteen or something through like a Groupon. I went do you remember me coming with like two other people? I, I you know 
my thing i don't remember last week you oh, know shit, okay. <laughs> but i i remember you but the issue is to me the way i train is i swear to you ray literally like every half a year i feel like i'm a new person and i'm paying attention to like different rules i started my jujitsu just playing guard and i didn't care about anything else i, I was like i'm just gonna play guard then i had like two three moves that i used to know then i started watching too much youtube i just got confused and i forgot all the two three moves i had and i watched too much youtube then i realized playing guard is not cool i have to do wrestling you know and i'm like just keep on evolving and switching my fucking mind but long story short sorry that i interrupted your story but what got you into martial arts initially did you watch let's say blood sport bruce lee or dragon ball z for me it was dragon ball z uh, dragon ball z bruce lee blood sport and a lot of different things rambo for example for example <laughs> i know he's not a martial artist but yeah, i was the, thinking yeah, about it yes <laughs> some people know some people know it's like the thing that ganka jiu-jitsu was uh shaquille o'neal <laughs> the way he dunks just make that's like it, like make me want to guard pass <laughs> what the fuck? make me want to triangle people <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 for, i i don't know i just like the ufc i remember i started watching it like mma ufc like maybe like high school Mm-hmm. And then I like, I you know I always love watching that shit. So I'm like, that's always in the back of my mind. Like, shit, I wanna I wanna train. And then I remember uh, I met this guy like in college, and he he trained BJJ. That's before I started. And then he was I just see. like, yo, dude, you gotta st-. like he's heard that I was interested. He was like, yo, you gotta start, man. Like, you're gonna like you're gonna get model level abs. Nice. And I was like, oh shit. Yes. To to this day, I like, I, I realize he's like a fucking biggest fucking liar because I still I still never seen more than like four of my abs. I'm not sure if the rest even exists, but I like right. Bullsh- like there, I never had model abs. I'm gonna burst your bubble. It's all you, man. You can do it. You can fucking do it. It's uh, but obviously. I don't I don't care anymore. Okay, but yeah. I just want to point out that guy's mm-hmm. a liar. You do not no, just get model abs when you start jiu-jitsu. He's not a liar. It means it means you're not pushing yourself hard enough. But I'm not trying to be hard He didn't on say you. I have to push. All yeah. he said was, exactly. if you do jiu-jitsu, you will get model abs. That was a lie. That was a lie. Because it's not a given. Uh, definitely not. I've been doing jiu-jitsu and I have a model-level gut. <laughs> like six months of beer <laughs> drinking. Yeah, bench yeah. beer drinking i guess you got you got pregnant again i i got you know but i was uh, at some point i was like five months pregnant now i'm three i don't know how that shit works Damn. but i'm going backwards this, this makes the this makes the pregnant analogy kind of fucked up <laughs> it's like I, benjamin. I went from eight, eight months to three months to <laughs> benjamin it's like benjamin button pregnancy <laughs> we, we starting movies here Ray, like shit, it's I was, crazy. You know, I was always thinking how that movie was gonna end. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I know eventually, like when he went from like started to turn handsome, mm-hmm. I was already like, all right, he's gonna be on kid one day. I wanna see how, like, how are you gonna, are you gonna get on pregnant? Like, are you gonna go, uh-huh. to, go into small stomach? I wanna see where this goes. That, that that was a very r- weird movie. I think it's a movie just to 
fuck with your I mind. I mean, it's like it's the modern day Forrest Gump. Uh-huh. It's like a re, you know, a revamp of like Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I like, I like that kind of movie. I hear you, but cool. fuck the movies. Who cares? So you started with BJJ or you started with uh, yeah, BJJ, man. And then only I only got into like Muay Thai, uh, mm-hmm. you know, boxing, judo, whatever. Like, just do like boredom. It's like oh, I'm doing jujitsu already, and I was like oh, and then you know you meet like the Muay Thai coach, you meet like the judo coach, and then you meet like Miri, and they're mm-hmm. like yo yo, come on, come try it out. And I'm like oh, that's cool. That's so, what's up. Yeah. Do you have yeah, a preference? But but now as you try both, because you tried kickboxing, you tried uh, BJJ. Do you have any preference between uh, or definitely, definitely jujitsu, man? Jujitsu, like. Tell me, tell me, tell me, what's the difference, and why would you say why would you pick jujitsu over let's say kickboxing? Um, it's like a couple things. Striking the price of getting good at striking is just like too high. It's it's not like a price that I'm willing to pay, you know. Brain damage. And yeah, fucking brain damage. And besides the brain damage, is also like fucking. I think like every spar session that I've, I've like been in the presence of or participated, like a half of the time or third of the time at least, is like someone. It's getting mad somewhere oh, yeah. somewhere during the sparring one pair will event will like start going at it and like you know when you start going at it you're like you're basically you're mad at each other you fight it's like yeah you're fighting legitimately it's like you know, I, don't, I don't like that shit man it's like i like training i like training or i like i like training like sometimes training hard you know i also like that shit like the mm-hmm. way it makes you feel but then it's like i can never be in the gym where it's like i have enemies or if like i there's some guy i don't like like, like if I don't. if I don't like someone like mm-hmm. at a gym like really don't like someone at a gym, it's like I can't even imagine it. I, like I wouldn't even, you know, mm-hmm. I come here to like train and like to you know relax to like blow off steam. Yeah. It's like I don't want to like I'm not gonna come and have an enemy here. Yeah. So I like I don't I just don't like the idea of like training and being mad at people. I understand. And I feel like just striking that's that that happens like more often. So you know jujitsu you don't really. Like you never really get mad at people, you know, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you, some people so, do, t- they do took you off, but mm-hmm. it's never like you're, you're never like actually fight. You, it's almost you're never actually fighting, like the mm-hmm. way a striking thing could turn. Uh, I had situations, but I never, but I agree with you. I never really fought nobody, and but I had few moments. I had a moment when I wanted to kick somebody in the face. I'm, I'm not gonna name names, but I had a moment when something happened. And I literally stood up and I was thinking about kicking that person in the fucking face. But thank God I didn't do it, you know. (laughs) But uh, I actually agree with you. Striking is a sort of sport where you either uh, going light or, you know, it's like a fine line. It's fun till it's not. Mm -hmm. And like you said, a lot of times it is, it is fun, but then you get to the point when it's not. And then, you know, but it also depends because, uh, for example, like I understand people that fight, people that actually want to fight. They actually need to go through fire in order to go there and actually fight because the other person will want to take their head off. 
So they actually have to do uh, pretty rough training before a real fight. So yeah, it does get very skewed. And what I don't like in striking is that you get a lot of very enthusiastic beginners that they have, let's say, year in training and they know they can beat up most of average people, but they have no real clue what it really means to be like a really good striker. And, you know, but they start thinking, oh, I'm the shit, you know, and then they throw punches at you like they want to knock you the fuck out. And you actually have to slow yourself down not to knock them out because they are dumbass motherfuckers that don't even know really what they're doing. And they literally want to get knocked out themselves. Is, is the striking version of like a high white and new blue belt, right? Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, know, but you know, when you meet someone like that, I'm not a striker, so it's like, mm -hmm. do you hold back? Like, I would think of a course. real striker would be like, like rubbing their hands together. Like, oh yes, thank you God for giving me like fresh meat that I can fuck up without feeling bad. Like, but you know, it it depends because, for example, the issue I have, and first of all, I'm a very uh, fundamental striker. But I do understand striker is striking to a little bit deeper level because uh, I've been doing it for a while and I'm also pay attention to the technique, pay attention to MMA, pay attention to kickboxing. And although I never fought, I understand the ideologies behind it and I understand how setups work. I understand how you can set people up, uh, how, how can you faint? How can you set things up with movement? How can you uh, draw people in? You know, there is, uh, striking also is a chess game. And I understand that I'm not good at it. I'm very fundamental beginner level, but definitely I'm not at that level where I just got three combinations uh, good, like, and I think I can fuck everybody up. Like I, I and, and also, there's another layer to it all. Reality. Anybody can throw a punch. And even a beginner can throw a punch that can knock even like a seasoned fighter out. And that's actually factual and actually stuff like that does happen. Highly unlikely, but it does happen. So, you know, there is this level that beginners, they don't know better and they just want to prove something and they really like they kind of you know miss the point that this is supposed to be training and you know sometimes they can hurt uh, training partners but more often than not they actually fucking themselves up you know i don't know it gets complicated but i do say because what you just said uh, white belt and blue belt uh, and also uh, white belt early blue belt i believe it's like the same thing because it's just like like a mismatch of war. <laughs> it's like a war. So I can give you my perspective. When I was a white belt, I did not know better. It was war every day for me, you know, sure. legitimately. It was war every day. But uh, I knew one thing, though. I always had respect for higher belts. I wasn't like Oh, you are purple belt. You are on my list. No, I was like, oh, this motherfucker is in a purple belt. He's a purple belt. 
I better watch my P's and Q's and have respect for the guy. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. but there are those uh, uh, creatures that, you know, they really think, oh, I'm a white belt. I'm going to tap the shit out of a purple belt. And yeah, that happens. And it's, but you know, in my opinion, what's also what's important in martial arts is the respect. And a lot of beginners, they don't even understand it. And that sometimes rubs me the wrong way. You know, like if I notice somebody being like um, so over enthusiastic to a point, it's pretty much disrespectful. I don't like that because example i cannot give you uh like a name no, you give me a name just i i because i'm trying to figure out the type of activities that you're talking about that's like uh, that bothers you so for example in jiu-jitsu right i can give you in jiu-jitsu um i wish i thought about this before but let's say somebody uh, there is couple things for example uh, that might not be disrespectful but it's kind of dumb Let's say when you have somebody in a submission and you are in a point, like let's say I have a beginner in a submission and I'm in a point where either I try to finish the submission in a way I'm going to have to be willing to hurt the guy, right? Or just be like, oh yeah, yeah, you are extremely fucking tough and I have to let you go, you know, it's like, and you know, I always let it go and just keep on moving. I'm, I'm not there to hurt people, but it's really dumb at some point where, uh, like I have somebody in a submission, for example, I had this uh, situation, I would put this guy in an armbar over and over, like literally 20 times over, let's say, five or six classes right but i don't know he he thought he's invincible (laughs) you know and he you know and he and basically i never really finished the submission because i didn't want to hurt him but then i was like this guy's retarded yeah you need to hurt him him a little so someone else don't hurt him a lot exactly (laughs) and you know and that was the case i literally had to hurt him a little so he understood he's retarded, you know, because he was constantly in like a place where his arm could get broken. Right. And he's like, I'm fine here. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Right. You're only imagining things, you know. <laughs> and basically, that's what happens with the beginners. They really start imagining things. They, they don't know reality. They just watch UFC, they see, oh, this guy chose an overhand right. I'm going to do the same and I'm going to be like Jan Bojovic in three months of training. No, Jan Bojovic became Jan Bojovic because he trains for 20 fucking years and there is no shortcuts. You have to train for like 20 fucking years to be Jan Bojovic. I don't think they're thinking that though. They're just like, yeah. they're just like. I don't know. They're, I guess they're just like, oh, we're training. Like they're just too proud to tap or something like that. I don't know, but that, that's yeah, that's fucking stupid. It is. It, it, you know, all this ego stuff. Also, it, it, for example, I had a situation when I got caught in a submission, but I didn't get submitted by the person because the bell rang. And I swear to you, the guy said, you know, bell saved you. 
<laughs> and you know, but you know, the thing is, the only reason he got in the position because I'm not going hundred percent, you know. So how the bell saved me, you know? <laughs> you know what? That would bother me. Like, like, like it, it would probably, it could even be true, but saying that, that would bother me. Like he hearing that, it would bother me. Yeah, then it's like, I love training and it, it, don't get me wrong, we're talking about some sort of negative aspects, but there is a million positive aspects. It's just, I truly believe, because I was that person too, the beginners don't really have a clue exactly what it is, uh, what they for there, you know, it, it's like, because martial arts, it's in, in itself, it's like a culture, it's respect, you know, even bowing. Some people say, oh, all this bowing, this, it's stupid. Maybe if to, if it's done to an extreme level, it, maybe it is. But guess what? This martial arts has been around for thousands of years and it, it definitely has value and like there is merit behind it. So definitely uh, we need to follow some sort of structure of respect. And that's actually one of the most valuable things in martial arts to respect people, to have, though, you know, one of the reasons, right? When I, before I started training, I used to think I'm the shit. And then people fucked me up and I'm and, and, and I had to decide either I'm just going to quit training and live in my delusion or admit, oh, I'm not the shit. And in, and in order to be like sufficient in all of this striking, grappling, I have to be humble, you know, and that's the issue. A lot of beginners, they kind of, I don't know, many of them, many of them are super humble, but a lot of them they even if they get humbled they still don't get it you know it's mm -hmm. interesting have you met a lot of people no no and and that's why i was saying we're talking about negative aspects that are not there that much because mm -hmm. for example bjj most people from brazilian jiu-jitsu are the coolest people i know and basically most of the guests almost all of the guests are in my podcast and just my friends in general like like you and pretty much ev everybody that i know basically almost everybody in my life is involved with either jujitsu or striking or some sort of martial arts i i know very few people that are friends that are not uh, that they don't train mm -hmm. only people i know that they don't train is like family people and now my girlfriend Jacqueline, my love of my life, <laughs> the only soul I want to see and be with. Aww. And I never, never in my life imagine being not together. Even when we dead, I believe we're going to be together. Um, is there does she check every second of this podcast <laughs> i wonder no you know she says that sometimes she listens but sometimes she doesn't so you know it tells you it's a okay. lot we, we cover our bases yeah <laughs> she just listens to five minutes and then like oh fuck this it's not about me and then you miss this jackie my heart and soul and and my uh whatever i <laughs> i i lost the word I, I wanted to say the word, but I'm not sure how to say it. And I'm not even sure if I'm going to say the correct word. So, yeah, but uh, although 
there there are negative aspects to martial arts but i would say there is a million things way more positive tell me what martial arts training brazilian jiu-jitsu brought to you positive in your life dude fucking everything man i don't know it's it's like giving you oh provides me like a like a real hobby you know mm-hmm i I, don't know, i feel like all my life i kind of need like a side thing like some kind of physical activity that's a side thing mm-hmm. you know when i was in high school no elementary you know middle school high school elementary school it's like for me it was like basketball play a lot of basketball okay. and like you know whatever sports i could get in i also did like gymnastics like oh you, you know, did all that, all that stuff but then, nice. then when i was in college i kind of stopped so I, that was kind of like voided and then after you know after that's done i started jujitsu then then it's like i found another thing another physical activity to like keep me keep me going mm-hmm. so you know and, and uh, jujitsu is just perfect because i you know like i said i've been watching mma for like you know since like probably like 15 years ago or something and it's like nice so it was like it perfectly fitted like my interest fit into like the only negative is like i'm just like yo i wish i knew about this like earlier like i wish mm-hmm. i wish i started in high school what age did you start huh i started at like 23 or something 23, that's 24. good yeah like so you what like 30 no nah, yeah i'm like 29 so it's been 29. like six years seven that's six, not seven. bad dude fucking i should be i should be a like at least a purple belt by now okay but i'm just so like sh- like i'm so but don't overthink it you know no because honestly i was always like like when i first started i'm always like yo by the time i'm 30 i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be a black belt <laughs> oh you used to think that <laughs> i used to think that like fucking like, white belt like, mentality no nah, i was like all right maybe like i'm like wow is it possible for me to not be a black belt when i'm 30 i, w- I would have been doing this for at least like seven years how could i not be a black belt i'm like and then i'm like oh you know what oh at least at least i'll be like a brown belt maybe and then if i'm really bad maybe a purple belt and oh, like, <laughs> that's funny that that is actually funny but yeah but that's like unrealistic expectations no, legit, of a white belt yeah, basically because then it's like you know when you first started you care a lot about this stuff and you're just like oh yo bj pen got his black belt in three years and you're like mm-hmm. oh how many years did this like you look at the you you use the UFC, sorry, UFC it's fighters okay. as a reference, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh shit, BJ Penn, three mm-hmm. and a half years, uh, you know, fucking whoever the else, it, five years black up, whoever else like six, you're just like, fuck, that's like, I've got, I'm gonna add another one or two years to my own schedule, and that's <laughs> and then you're like, <laughs> and then and then you're like, oh shit, that's funny actually, that is actually funny. You know, there can be somebody can make a sketch out of it, like the white belt just beginning and be like, in two years, I see myself winning <laughs> ADCC. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Are you serious? And, and then it's like, I'm like, about like, I'm like seven years in or whatever, six, seven mm-hmm. years in. I'm at year seven, I'm worse than I was at year five. <laughs> I not only did not get that belt, I fucking went backwards. That's how fucking different the expectations could become you know but you know ray i kind of feel similar with my progression i can give you a golden uh, golden truth because a lot of people looking for like a golden 
solution to how to become amazing. Sure. There is one consistency. Yeah. And nothing <laughs> else. Seriously, seriously. That's the only thing and nothing else and I'm not doing it. So exactly. I, I'm no one to I'm nothing to, no one and nothing to blame. Honestly. Exactly. It's and you know how those people become black belt in four or five years? They train are in they, a day. Are they two, three times? Yeah, they train in a day where regular people train in a week. Yeah. In a day. So they basically in a year doing like three years of what regular people doing in a year. So basically they just living this and they don't do anything else. And that's how they get so fucking good. And that's, that's why I'm saying there is no really golden rule. And the only golden rule is consistency. And obviously some sort of structure like Quinn says, uh, ITC instructor, pizza jitsu, amazing guy. Shout out. He doesn't listen, so he don't give a fuck anyway. Well, but fuck you, but but what he says uh, is like to train with intent. So yeah. not only have consistency, but also have some sort of structure to your training. And yeah. I never really train with huge intent, but I do train. For example, if somebody kick kicks my ass over and over the same way wait two three months he's not gonna kick my ass the same way again because i will make sure to stop his moves you yeah. know you know you know uh, what honestly, i'm saying yo, I'm, I'm at the same point where um yeah our honestly our motivation is i, I wouldn't say it's bad but it, we're not we're not doing it the best we're, we're not going at it the the best way we could be going at it as in i also only improve if i get owned <laughs> like, like, like that's the best the way. The only way I get motivated is if I if I lose a tournament. Yo, bro, when I, when I lose a tournament, that's the mm -hmm. that makes me feel so like that motivates me like nothing else. It's like, yeah. So that's a the, my biggest motivation so far is probably from losing a tournament, and then, and then all the way from losing a tournament to like losing in a in a regular role, and, yeah, and, and everything in between, is you know, my. My motivation just comes from there. Basically, my I only get motivated when I'm losing, when I lose, <laughs> not from like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this move perfect. Like I don't, I'm not focusing on the move. I'm yeah, like you said, I'm focusing on how do I not get owned. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, I feel like I'm very off track to like what what what's like the best way or like a really effective way to learn jujitsu is exactly what I'm not doing. Yeah. <laughs> as, as in like. Um, I'm starting to because all right, the way you learn something, right, mm -hmm. is first your mind has to learn it, and then your basically you're like, oh move one is this, move two is this, move three is this, four is this, five, and you do all that in in sequence, then you get this result. That's the move, right? You first have to in your mind this you have to visualize this, right? Mm -hmm. And then you do it you and then you make your body do it step by step, and then the way you learn the move is that when you transfer all this like memory you, you, what you learn with your mind you transfer to your body where mm -hmm. your body your body you do it enough times where your body goes like oh i do one and i and then, oh, i'm gonna go to two then three then four then five your body is like muscle you, memory you, you're, you're getting the muscle memory 
and you're not relying on the mind anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of the sequences that you remember. And eventually, once you do this enough, you're, you kind of forget it. Your mind forgets the knowledge, yeah. but your body keeps the knowledge. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, I'm at a point in jiu-jitsu where a lot of it is from that. It's, what, it's like my mind has forgotten every single <laughs> step, but my body like kind of like remembers, or this is a dangerous part. Quote mm-hmm. unquote, kind of remembers. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So, so, um, that that's usually how you learn. Mm-hmm. But the problem is if your body kind of forgets. Let's say there's sequence one to six, right? Mm-hmm. So in your mind, at first you're like, okay, one two three four five six, and you teach that to your body. Your body does one two three four five six, right? And then, like I said, once you learn it, your mind kind of forgets, but your body retains. But what if you don't do that move long enough that your body is going fine? One two three four six. It's forgetting, it's forgetting five. Mm-hmm. Now your body's forgotten, but your mind has also forgotten. I hear so, you. So you kind of like, so your move is like fucked up now and you don't even realize it. Exactly. And then, and then so I'm up to a point where like, if a fucking new, like, I, like mm-hmm. I'm at a point where if I go to a like beginner's class, or mm-hmm. just any class actually, mm-hmm. if you give me a really new white belt to partner with, mm-hmm. we're both screwed. Cause mm-hmm. it's like I forgot. Like I don't know how to explain all I this shit. I just kind of my body kind of just knows it from all the rolling, and then I'm bad at like following, like listening to Quinn. Like oh, do move one to seven and then repeat it after. I'm bad at like that kind of memory. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I I'm stuck in a habit that's like really bad, where it's not very conducive to, like perfecting my skills and like learning about jujitsu because like right now it's like if, if quinn just goes like oh show me three guard passes i'll be like mm-hmm. I, I don't know like, oh you I, got I can, them like i can't can, like i can't i can guard pass like mm-hmm. i can probably do a couple but i won't be able to like name it and be like, step one step two step three. Oh yeah so i'm like that's why mm-hmm. like everyone should probably like take notes so yes. at least like when your when your mind forgets mm-hmm. like those moves are still somewhere but I don't have it, so mm-hmm. I'm like I'm at an awkward place where I know I have to re- relearn a lot of stuff, but I don't even know which ones. The, the, you know, I don't speak out of experience, but I hear that's uh, this happens where you uh, your the next step happens when you start teaching, and basically that's when you start teaching you have to break down your own moves, mm-hmm. and then you understand them so much better, right. because. Uh, Believe me, Ray, a lot of things what you said, I can relate 100%. I can do a lot of moves. And not meaning a lot of moves. I can do enough sufficient move to choke people, break their arms, break their legs. Possibly, uh, I'm learning to take people down. I'm not sure if I can take them down, but I'm learning. Hopefully, I can take them down. Hopefully, I can control. Dude, you're fucking out of your mind. Do you think you can take down regular fucking motherfucker? No, regular for sure. Uh, if I'm going against a regular person, I can take them down. I have no doubt. But I'm I'm saying skilled opponent, you know, skilled partner, skill. Because, you know, the way I look at my game, I don't, you know, obviously, I know regular people can beat me, they can punch me, they can knock me out, all, all this stuff. But everything, but if everything goes good, like, uh, you know, I'm fortunate not to get hit with the lucky punch. 
most regular people don't really stand a chance because I've been training for a long time. And I, like you said, the muscle memory alone, I, when they throw punches, my muscle memory is going to take them down by itself, you know? Uh, so, but that's not even what I'm talking about. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that uh, I have pretty decent understanding of a lot of moves but if you tell me the same like you were saying to break them down show me uh, the step by step i cannot do that like i legitimately cannot do that in order to do that i would have to have like 15 minutes alone with a partner and do the move like two three four five six times and basically start breaking it down how i really get there mm -hmm. because my mind doesn't really know how I get there. I just do it. It's a muscle memory and I just do it. And the way I always learned BJJ wasn't, I, I never was really thinking, uh, but you know, what you're saying is 100% correct and accurate, but I never really had that in my mind, step one to step two. I learned the step one, step two, but I would never repeat it in my mind. It's just like, eventually as i tried doing it they were showing to me eventually my body started getting it you know mm -hmm. and i never really like memorized it never really it never was burned into my brain it's just like i learned it let's say queen showed it uh, four or five times and eventually over months i implemented so for example i i learned a lot of stuff from queen but one thing that i learned that's like uh, instantaneous is ashigarami into x i never if you ask me how those positions go and how you set them up it be you know i can show you like a simple ashigarami entrance and uh, switch to an x pretty easily but then if you but you know my body automatically does pretty elaborate moves from there and if you ask me oh how do i do it i'm like I don't know. I just do it. You know, <laughs> it's like it just happens. And I don't know. It, it is kind of difficult. Like I'm uh, I'm in a stage where I really should start teaching, but I I'm extremely bad at it. But eventually I am trying to even sometimes uh, when I go with beginners, I am actually trying like uh, mindfully break things down in order to help them because I'm actually helping myself as well to understand it because i can do the move but i don't understand it it is weird it, it, and it's and it's a process once again it takes years it, 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 me i've been actually doing jujitsu for eight years obviously off and on the corona times uh, i would say consistently probably less than eight years probably seven but still, seven years is a lot of time, a lot. And yeah, and you know, going back to, uh, let's say me comparing myself to a regular person, I have skills that regular, regular people cannot even comprehend, you know? They, they have no clue what the fuck I'm even doing, you know? And I just know it like, I don't know it with my mind, but my body knows it like it's a back of, of a hand you know like like I, I can just do it like you know because lately i've been training uh it with uh, andy jimenez uh shout out, out. jujitsu batman you the man love you and he has really amazing team amazing people good 
great people it, but you know the thing is uh, so lately i don't know things are coming together right because I've, I, I've been like i was telling you before i was only about card play uh, then maybe i did a little bit more uh, sweeps maybe then a little bit more tap game but i never cared about takedowns but now i'm actually implementing takedowns tap game leg locks i i never been into leg locks but i also understand some leg locks uh, i understand defenses i understand sweeps i understand the guard so basically my game is coming together you know and and well, i'm you, you came together in like the reverse of everyone i think everyone started with takedowns and then the other stuff and then guard you started with guard and then the other way now finally back to takedown yeah you, you, you know and even till today I don't like doing takedowns, but they're the, so energy consuming. Yeah, <laughs> but you it's, know, it's like you, when you try to take some, when you do a roll with takedowns, it's like one fourth or one third of your energy is spent just taking them down. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just so. And sometimes you don't even get to take them down, but the energy is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like fucked up. It's like you you spend the energy, and they're not down. So we're like, all right, fuck. Like, let me just let me just go down then, and then they're so they're starting not only they're starting on top, and they have thirty three percent more energy than you. So yep. It's uh yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, you know what I love about training. It is a real true lesson for life because, uh, for example, Brazilian jiu jitsu. It's reality. Yeah, not everything about Brazilian jiu-jitsu is like real fighting because it's not. You cannot berimbolo somebody on the street. Sorry, sorry to say, but it's true. But jiu-jitsu in many ways gives you like reality because in real life, uh, let's say you cannot tell your boss, go fuck yourself, right? But mm -hmm. in jiu-jitsu, your boss can come in there and you can choke him the fuck out. And it's normal. It's okay, you know. But but that's the thing. It's reality, you know. If, if let's say, somebody can choke you out, you cannot pretend, oh, he cannot choke me out, so he's not going to choke you out. No, he's going to choke you out. That's the reality. So it's like a real lesson for anybody that needs a reality check. And I love it. You know what's reality? What's Ed, reality? Ed, uh, Edgar's crossface. Edgar crossface. I <laughs> I never got Edgar's cross really? crossface. Once, fucking Edgar, you, Edgar just experiments just on me. That's I realized. So he he would like every roll with him. He just do something like he would just only do one thing to me, and but every time it'll be different. And what, once it was a whole five minutes of him just getting me in side control and just crossface me really really hard. Oh shit! And I just remember like. I had like the moment I was getting cross faced, like thirty seconds in, I was like, mm -hmm. I had that feeling, like, this is reality, <laughs> like <laughs> this is funny. real life. This could fucking happen. <laughs> exactly, but you know that is, you know, like I was saying, when I started training, I used to think I'm the shit. Now, when I actually know all of this that I know, I I don't think I'm the shit. I don't think that at all. I actually am aware that I have so much more to learn. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I will never feel like I'm the shit because I know there's always somebody better, always somebody that 
trains harder, is stronger, faster. And it's not even about strength and, and speed. It's, it's just about people just training more, being more uh, sufficient, devoted, uh, consistent, you know. And, and all of those aspects, you know, if you really want to be on top of your game, you cannot have any shortcuts, you know. And also another thing that jujitsu taught me and also training uh, martial arts, not to be a victim, uh, you know, and uh, obviously victim, vi victim or, or victim or making excuses, you know, okay. because it's, you know, really training taught me not to make excuses because guess what? Life is not fair. And it's also the same in jujitsu, you know, you can tell. For example, uh, I'm very lucky because I'm pretty heavy. So that as a default uh, doesn't uh, put me in a place where e everybody just smashes me through p pure weight and strength and force. Right. But still, uh, I do get in those situations when when I'm the nail, not the hammer. But I uh, understood right in 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 places when when I lose, uh, when I get injured, this and that. It's not really to have a victim mentality. It's, you know, it, 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 that's the times when you have to be strong, you know. And obviously, it's not easier said than done. But that's the thing. Like, that's what martial arts really taught me. Not to be a victim. Not to really uh, look for excuses. It's actually opposite. The more excuses my mind tried to find for me, I actually refuse those excuses. And, and, you know, and tell myself, I started from nothing, now I'm here, and how did I get there? Definitely not because of excuses, you know, because I had million excuses to quit, and I never did. And, you know, that actually propelled me even more. All the excuses actually even made me want to train more, you know. So, definitely, training got me, it made me a stronger, better, faster in individual. It it shows you jujitsu shows you like reality, and you kind of decide what you do with it, and the real only way to really do it is like acceptance. Oh yeah, it's, it's like you know, like all the shit that you said about like respect and all that. It's like I think it's fine to like it's high to kind of have that kind of respect in jujitsu because like. Jiu-Jitsu is always like it's always you're getting checked every time mm -hmm. you're, rolling. you're always getting checked so it's like um or you're not uh you're not happy with uh let's say you think like oh your white belt and a blue belt or purple belt is like they're acting really like oh i'm better than you or whatever that happens then, a lot too if that motherfucker gets owned during rolling then that's immediately purple belt? immediately that's like a correction that's a self-correction it's mm -hmm. like like jiu-jitsu has just like fixed this injustice as in like oh he thinks he's a shit but but after rolling after the reality mm -hmm. they ain't shit okay and then also it's like you know when you roll you you seriously you understand reality you're like like you said it's like you, you before you start um training you think you're the shit right mm -hmm. you're fucking i don't know if you're into martial art you're probably like oh you know, throwing punches in the mirror, you're like, oh shit, yo, uh, yo, if I hit someone, yo, I'm, I'm, I, hit, I get hit pretty hard, blah, blah, blah. 
and then you fucking really train you're like fuck i can't even throw i can't even <laughs> throw punches for 30 seconds straight i like uh-huh. and then and then jujitsu's like well it's not worse but jujitsu's the same thing like that guy you fucking that guy grapple you grapple with that guy he owned you in like 30 seconds or whatever mm-hmm. that's like Yo, it's like it's like reality. You you have to f- you're either going to denial, mm-hmm. or you or you face it, right? And it's that shit never ends. You know, it's like even after you start training, like you're still facing reality every day. You know, it's because mm-hmm. it's like even you know I've been tra- you know I've been training for like however many years, and you know I could be training for like three four years already. Dan Dan could walk in and have <laughs> no training uh-huh. and then fucking. He will, he, will Shut still, out. he will probably still tap me. You know, that's fucking... But crazy. also that's Dan is well, you know, Dan 200 is something pounds. 60 pounds over me. Mm-hmm. He has 60, 70 pounds on me, whatever. But that's fucking reality, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Like a, a guy who has this size on you can still, like, beat you. Yep. So it's like, you, ha- like, you will have to catch him to, if you have, if you, you know, if you want to have a chance. So I, you know, I'm just saying... All I'm trying to get is I I like that about jujitsu where you're just it makes you face reality and then you know and then once you accept that you're kind of oh you're like okay you're you you grew a little you know that's true well and said yeah because then it's like like you know how you're you're thinking about like oh like get into like a confrontation with other people or whatever mm-hmm. like honestly I don't think training jiu-jitsu has made me like calmer calmer or whatever or like mm-hmm. make me it's not gonna make me it i don't think it's gonna make me avoid fights it's more the only thing it changed is that i now see the possibility like, like i know that i can get owned really badly because that has happened before mm-hmm. and like i'm like okay it could happen i'm okay with it that's the only change in my yeah, mindset yeah. right it's like, I'm not, I don't think I'm less likely to get into a mm-hmm. confrontation. It's just, it's I just, think it's you just are. That, it's I just think now, you are. I know that it is a possibility yeah. that he might train and he can destroy me. It is a, it is a mm-hmm. possibility and I'm okay with that. <laughs> you are much more aware. Yeah. yeah. Then. But, yeah. So it's like, I don't think it necessarily makes you like better, responsible, whatever. It just, you're, you're just more in tune with reality you're you're accepting reality more i agree i agree so what's going on with that black belt i'm i want to get to black belt obviously i'm far away from it how about you ray how do you see how you probably need like three more months to (laughs) to do black belt another month for purple another (laughs) one for brown and then you know i'll give it two months i'll give you four months then two more months for black but honestly what i'm like you know how like i'm kind of like bitching about belts Mm -hmm. but my where i'm coming from is uh is actually not even about the belts about my skill level Mm because i would never want to hold a belt that i can like uh i can't prove you know what i mean i understand it's it's my worst nightmare to like get fucking like tap by low like like if i'm a purple get tap <laughs> by blue if i'm blue get tap mm-hmm. by white unless you know they're like mm-hmm. everyone agrees that they're fucking amazing or a lot bigger or a lot like, bigger i'd never want to not be able to like like you know 
get owned by a white belt. Represent my belt. Mm-hmm. So like I'm not, I don't like I'm more upset at my own lack of progress and skills mm-hmm. than like than what than my hierarchy, you know, or where I am. Yeah. Like in the jujitsu, you know, world. I understand what you say. Uh, I I have been as a purple belt. I have been tapped by white belts, mm-hmm. but you know and don't get me wrong it did not go easy in my head it, I, I was devastated but the issue is like i we we had a conversation before this training is training mm-hmm. and what i tell myself which is true i got caught and that happens you know and uh, when i got tapped by white belt and you know it's not excuses it's completely true is that when I'm going with lower uh, ranks, I'm not going 100%. I'm giving them room to work. Mm-hmm. And when I'm giving room to work, sometimes I get caught. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it sucks. It really sucks to get caught by somebody that's a beginner. But you know, and even right now, like some people wouldn't even admit, oh, I got caught by a white belt and he tapped me. Yeah, that happened to me. But you know why I'm uh, not afraid to admit it? Because I learned a lesson from it, you know? It's like I was in a place where I was complacent and that shit happened. Mm-hmm. Since that time, I never been complacent like that, you know? I'm actually making sure not to get tapped by a white belt. But you know, I don't know. And you know... Uh, I don't really remember last time I got tapped. I know one time when when I got guillotine and either I'm going to sleep, s- swear to the God. Like, uh, like uh, I was complacent. I got into guillotine and I thought I'm going to get out. And the next thing I know, either I'm going to go to sleep <laughs> or I'm going to tap. I chose tapping and I think it's a right, right choice. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't know. It gets really interesting, but that's also reality. You can get caught too. And that's that's another thing. That's what's beautiful about training, you know. It, it, it really shows you something that, let's say, somebody that never really plays sport and only lives, uh, let's say, only works office job, never plays sports and watches UFC and thinks he can fight Chuck Liddell, you know. He, that person might for the rest of his life think he can fight Chuck Liddell because he actually never will really test that theory. And when you go to training, you actually testing that theory. And a lot of times that like, at least when we're training, when we're learning these truths, we're doing it like little by little, right? Mm -hmm. Every day we're learning, oh, oh shit, this could happen. Oh shit, that could happen. Oh shit. Like I could get on like this. We're doing it little by little, but someone like that that's like the way they learn they're gonna learn is like it's fucking devastating oh it's yeah like they're gonna get into a fight in a bar with someone who's like even like a little good they're gonna fucking get really hurt and re- imagine that's the first dose of reality they get that's that they're gonna be fucking devastating yep you know? we're getting spoon fed little by little 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 you know so it's like yep man. it's gold it's real gold is you know people say to be 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 a black belt is same as a doctor i 100 percent agree 100 100 percent agree because and i would say in many ways it's harder to be a black like legit black belt 
it's actually harder to be a black belt than a doctor, you know, because most people cannot even handle going through white belt. Most people quit at the blue belt. Yeah, then you know, right? Don't fucking quit, man. Uh, you you already been long enough. Dude, I would, I would like, I would stay a, I would stay a blue belt all my life. Like, if, no, no, I, if fuck out of here. If I could choose, like, <laughs> quitting or mm -hmm. staying blue, like I would. Like, like, <laughs> just, this it, shit is just, it's, it's just so fun. It's like I will if I ever find time like anywhere for the rest of my life and my body can do it. Like I'll, I'll keep on. I hear you. I'm on the same page. The only thing that worries me is my body. If my body doesn't hold up, unfortunately, I'm not going to get to black belt. But if my body holds up, I am going for the black belt. And I'm not saying I'm going to get in, get there in three years <laughs> or two years, but I'm going to get there for sure. And the only thing my body needs to hold up. Uh, that's the only issue. That's the issue I have with training, unfortunately, that over time your body suffers and it's and it's, you know, but it, it, it's a trade off. It, it also one of the things that I also learn how to be in tune with my body, you know, like uh, use my body as like a machine, like a tool, you know, because. A lot of people that don't really train martial arts or, or I don't know, like some sort of physical sports, they don't really know even that uh, our body is like a machine. And if you keep it well oiled, you know, you can have your body could be a sports car, sure. you know, uh -huh. and if you just a couch potato, I don't know. The, how do you describe that? Uh, um uh rolling rack <laughs> or something no, it's, it's you know it's like kind of yeah it's like uh, but that's the thing we all have an uh, ability to have a sports car you know we all have different genetics material maybe not everybody can be like a ferrari twin turbo v12 by the way, you also learned that doing jiu-jitsu. That some mm -hmm. people are just built different. Oh, that's true. Dude, I remember I was so... Um, fuck, I'm going Angelo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a good thing about him. He's the man. He's I, a good still, kid. Yeah, I love him. I like him, too. But I still a remember lot. when he first started training, He, uh, I think he was like six months in. Mm -hmm. That was when he first had me. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. And I was like, that really, like... I was really upset. Like, mm -hmm. like, because I def I had at least like three, two, three years experience, maybe two uh -huh. years experience on him, like mm -hmm. at least. And like, basically, I was like either like a high white, or like maybe already a blue. Mm -hmm. And I got I got tapped by like six months like mm -hmm. white belt. Like, but yo, but but fucking Angela but that's is, not bad. Angela that's... is fucking athletic as fuck, mm -hmm. and he like he he he's he's a good learner. He learns of like course. shit. But then, he's very good. Yeah, I just remember like that real that like that hurt, <laughs> that really hurt my feelings. Like mm -hmm. I was like, oh, like man. If like, I could, I would like, hug like, you. Like, like, oh man, like we're just built different. It's like he just so much like he's just like more athletic and like like his body. He's just a body like body learner mm -hmm. in, in terms of, like physical shit like this, you know. I but, hear but, you. Yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, so basically, it's like. The machine, when, the when body you, is a machine. When you when you train, you also learn that everyone is built like everyone has like different 
athletic potential. And True. then some people will just be better than you at a fraction of the time. It's also yeah. a reality you have to swallow as like uh, when you when you do like sports and you know jujitsu. That's true. I agree. Any any final words? We've been uh, we've been at this for a while. Oh shit! We're uh, we're doing it uh, Joe Rogan length. Joe, yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan, the goal. Ugh, fuck! Why did you say it? But I have to say it, Joe Rogan. Last commentary over Jan Bojovic versus Easy. Joe Rogan was sucking Yo, was it, Easy's was it, dick. Was it that bad? It I was. Heard so oh much my god. Sure. I, I was actually thinking what analogy I'm going to use. And it was like that. Joe Rogan was sucking the dick. Uh, Daniel Cormier was pulling on the balls and playing with the balls. And uh, Anik was tossing the salad. Literally. Thank you for putting all those images. In yes. Head. And I love <laughs> them all. I love them all. I love DC. I love Joe. And I love uh, Yannick. But they were, they should be ashamed of themselves. Straight up. And literally, I love them all. Respect them. But literally, Joe Rogan was sucking the dick. Uh, Cormier was pulling on the balls. And Anik was tossing a salad. It was literally like Jan wasn't in the cage. And it's fucking really, in my opinion, and I'm very biased. I'm Polish. I love legendary Polish power. But I'm really, I would never say that if I really didn't think it's true. And I really believe it was true. They were not commentating the fight. They were just commentating what Adesanya was doing. And they were basically, I don't know, did they, they got paid for it or something? Because that was extremely biased commentating. Did you hear? I, I, I didn't hear it. I believe Joe Rogan would do it, Anik would do it. But it's what surprised me is about uh, Cormier. Cormier is usually very, um, like like Joe buys into the hype a lot. Yeah. Like it's fucking true. Ronda Rousey, like like, like he, he she he can get, beat any man. Yeah, he gets the hype <laughs> really easily, so I kind of get it. And then Anik is kind of just like uh, you know, like a like a follower kind of. Oh yeah. But like Cormier, I you I, he's usually very fair, so I'm not sure what happened there. But but uh, I gotta say that's why I I say he was pulling the balls because oh, he was the, the most fair. Oh, he was okay, the okay. most fair. Does he train with Asana or something? Like what's this dude? I don't know. I believe uh, Cormier doesn't really like Jan. That's also uh, could be have could have some sort of shape. What the fuck does he have against Jan? Uh, you know, I think Cormier has a, a little sour feeling for the, you know, because Jan kind of because uh, John left. Sure. Jan took over. Sure. And to Jan credit, Jan never fought John. And he can say, we never fought. So how can you tell me John is not better? Oh, Obviously, most people can kind of admit that probably John would win. But I, I very much agree with Jan. They never fought. So till they fight, we don't know for sure. And that's another story. John Jones left. So Jan is a credible, true champion. And let's forget about John Jones seriously because he left. He's in a different weight class. You know, if he comes back, they're going to fight. Then we can talk about it. But now 
it's two different weight classes, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I believe Cormier is kind of sour about that because he was under the shadow of John Jones and Jan is kind of out of the shadow. He because never has to be in the shadow of Jones. Yeah, Jones he never has to. And he also has like a convenient story that we never fought and Cormier fought him and he got his ass whooped. And I think that's why he might be sour about, you know? Okay, from watching, you watched the fight, right? Yes, how, how of you, course. How would you score it? Thousand percent Jan won, but I would say he won three rounds to two. Not not like overwhelming. It, it, it was a close fight, but definitely he won. Like, I don't think hundred percent, thousand percent. I saw the last round and he fucking, he, def, like, he definitely won that round. Jan definitely mm-hmm. won that round. He was you know, striking him and he took him down. Exactly. Even statistically, throughout the whole fight, yeah. Jan outstruck Adesanya. Yeah. And I could be say, could be saying bullshit, but I believe he actually outstruck him 2-1. Two, two, so excuse me, all of the hype believers, Jan actually is a ha- real fucking has champion. Sean, has Jan ever lost? Yeah, of course. he. Who did he lose to? At the beginning of his career in UFC, he was two wins, four losses. Who did he lose to? Uh, a lot of people. He he lost to, fuck, I don't remember exactly. Manu, I think Manua. I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly. Definitely uh, Gavst, Gavsteson. Uh, Santos. Santos that just fought on the last card. Uh, he also lost to, I don't remember his, I think his last name is Cummings. Uh, he's like a wrestler. Oh, I know. He fought uh, yeah. Cormier. Uh, it was like a, some drama oh, type of fight. Isn't that Cormier's <laughs> But you know, Jan have lost and uh, he lost no, that, many that, times. It's like, when you don't have like the perfect narrative, mm-hmm. then like they don't, like people like Joe Rogan don't hype you. If oh, you're yeah. not, like if Jan was undefeated, fuck, it, I I promise you it would be the other way around. Because I agree. Like, oh, this undefeated young Polish yeah. superstar! Oh my god! It, like like they will try everything in their power to hype him up. You know? Yeah. But when you don't have like a when you have like a a storied past, yeah. kinda, they kind of you know. And uh, he Jan doesn't create a, a lot of hype, and that's true. They, they want people that create a, a, a lot of hype. But Jan proves it with his skills. That's yeah. the thing. And he's also like a little older, right? Thirty-eight. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's uh, in fight years. He's ancient, pretty much. I I cannot even imagine how the hell he's doing it. I'm doing like two times a week Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and my body's not holding up. He's doing top level, highest of the high UFC fighting at age of thirty-eight. Respect to that guy. Give me some steroids. <laughs> steroids, Mia. I think so. <laughs> I no. Listen, in my opinion, all the fighters are on steroids, and what I mean I by think that. No, exactly. <laughs> no, and and you know because uh, uh, the performance enhancements. It doesn't have to be. You know, there is shit that works like steroids, but officially it's not steroids. Guess what? That's what they are on. And that's all of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people, I do believe there is few fighters here and there that uh, are 
pretty pure and they are not on anything crazy but you have to be on like a strong performance enhancers just in order to keep up the training regimen you know it's like i was telling you i do some random jujitsu sometimes mix mix it up with kickboxing and my body is screaming like i cannot take no more they do as much as i do in a week in a day sometimes like week and week out day day after day how the hell they can handle it's i'm pretty sure everybody's human so they have to be taking something and yeah technically it's not steroids but they taking stuff that basically makes them superhuman to a degree and i'm not against that i'm all for it i'm uh, i want i want them to be healthy and to be performing and i actually believe that corona situation there is some sort of loophole and right now everybody is juicing to the gills because i have an example junior dos santos and you know he's been on his way out anyway and he lost a lot of fights but the, there was a moment like three years ago when he kind of started didn't look as ripped as always and now in corona times he's back to being ripped as a fucking superhero and you know he's also up in the age there and i think there is some sort of loopholes Oh yeah. He, you know, he needs to. He's still on steroids. He was. Um, no, I think he is. I think all of them. Give him more. I'll give him. <laughs> give him steroids. Doesn't that hurt to watch Junior Dos Santos? Fight it does. It does. Point? It does because I love him and he was actually a great champion. But anyway, Ray. Training is beautiful. I'm glad glad to have you as a friend. I and we met through training. Appreciate it, man. Please give me some Ooh, sort of last that. words. Um, some advice. For, uh, some advice for for kids. Thanks for having me, sir. Um, Thank you. Advice. Uh, you know, do lots of drugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Keep uh, on going. Listen, you know, listen to your teachers in school if you want. No, do the opposite. Listen Less drugs. Don't listen to your teacher. Listen to your parents, maybe. <laughs> Everything, everything will work out. Everything will work out. Do whatever. <laughs> Ray, Ray, uh, I truly appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, you said you don't want to do another podcast, but I think we could do another. We'll see. No, we, we'll we see. We can do another. It's just like on the. I don't want the same day. We're gonna split into two podcasts. That's I understand. Kinda, I just do it one shot. Man. I understand. That's Joe Rogan podcast right here. Yo, do we? Do we? Do we beat the record? Am I the longest? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're the longest. Uh, I do believe so. I had two hour long, but I think you're the longest. Yo, do you usually like? When do you usually stop? Like, do you just like? I oh, have. You kind of run out of stuff, or do, are you usually strict with the times? If I do it by myself, half an hour, and sometimes I go over, but no longer than forty minutes. But with people, like two people, I usually go as the conversation flows but also i kind of stop uh, at some point yeah. it, because it, the issue is that um i don't know it gets kind of complicated because uh, some people say that if if the podcast is too long 
it's difficult for them to like stay engaged you know and i kind of understand that but you know uh, for example for me i've been i grew up on podcast and i actually prefer the longer the better you know mm-hmm. but you know everybody has a preference but thank you ray appreciate it you the man we cover a lot of shit today from life martial arts what else even dr- uh, drugs flat earth 9-11 look into it eddie bravo once again ray thank you appreciate it thank you sir peace out guys bye